Welcome. We thank you for listening with us today. We ask that you please stow away and secure all important items. There are no emergency exits. So, just sit back, relax, fasten your earbuds, and enjoy. Coming to you from sunny Orlando, Florida, this is Funny Too Informing. Welcome to Funny to Informing, episode 133. Yeah, getting up there. Yeah. I'm John. That's Chris Pizza Peisenberg Coleman. That's me, 133. Yeah, this is the uh, the show where we focus on the jokes first with bits of information, stuff from the news, personal stories, sometimes interviews. And today we might have ourselves an interview. Yeah, we might have one of those interviews. And on this segment, we have our buddy sitting in, Rocky, from What's the Fuss Podcast. Check it yeah. out. It's a terrible show. Thank you for having me. Thanks yeah, for we, coming on, man. We did We did What's the Fuss. We did. We were guests on your show. Or, well, I'm already on the show. Yeah, you're on the show. Coleman's a guest on it. It's a crossover. It. Yeah, and then um, we, we did a bonus show, I think... That we may release for Patreon. Yes, we had recorded that a little bit ago, but uh, Patreon.com slash FTI. Thank you. Yep. You can go check it out there and we'll have that new one up. That'll be our what, sixth episode? Yeah. And well, we got that one that Rocky's on that one the whole show. That was a wild, disgusting one. So. It almost didn't go up. <laughs> I, know, I, did, I, I didn't know if it was going to or not. You didn't know. <laughs> well, I wasn't sure if uh, I we wanted to. We recorded it. We recorded it, not not knowing what we were gonna do with it. Let's like let's do this will be a regular show or this will be a bonus show because we have Rocky on a lot of bonuses and uh and then middle of the show, I think pretty much when John listens back to edit it, you'll hear me say, oh, this is going to be a Patreon. Like at yeah. a certain point when we get on a topic, I'm like, this is not going up for the masses. And then that's when so you decide. I appreciate yeah. that the few. Everybody thinks that I'm so raunchy or whatever. I contest that it's, it's you, Heisenberg. <laughs> you, no, you think Coleman's worse about. than you? Uh, <sighs> may, yeah. Let's have a raunch off. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do. I think sometimes me being there might make the conversation worse but it's not i mean i think i get a bad rap i think i think coleman i probably do say the worst shit i think you do he's probably right because often i find myself going okay wow that was yeah that was crazy yeah Mm, i think it happens in ways when i make him cringe i'm like ding 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 that's a win (laughs) and then it's competition where does the slot machine spit out pennies (laughs) yeah because it's clearly a penny spot slot if you can gross me out yeah it's probably (laughs) because when we went into that bonus episode like we all weren't sure and i do I just I don't like not having stuff prepared for a show. I'm, I'm not yeah. like an improv sort of person or just off the cuff. I, I'm terrible with stuff like that. So when we were doing it, like, oh, let's just do it, and we don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> that's when it goes off the rails and fucking crazy. Yeah, because you don't yeah. have any any organization. You can't be like, okay, guys, let's stop talking about dicks and talk about anuses yeah. or wherever you. Then go. then we're like, know. it's definitely a bonus show. Well, normally I'll have some topics, but maybe not a lot of information, and I'll be like, what do you guys think about this crazy thing? Right. Yeah. And, and then it goes wherever it goes. Yeah. But um, I mean, I think we got some good stuff for this episode. We have, well, it's Easter. This should be a good one. Happy Easter, everybody. Happy Easter, uh, Passover, or it just whatever ended. you celebrate. Good Friday. Good Friday, all that stuff. That yeah. Fun. It's uh, if you celebrate that sort of thing, because that's, that's only a Catholic holiday, right? Or Christian Easter no Passover is Jewish holiday because it's like time. primarily and um and really it's an old school um what is the word I'm looking for I can't I'm 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 coming at a loss but uh it's a uh, it's an old school Tradition? like you no know, it's a spring it's a a pagan holiday to okay. to celebrate the beginning of spring which oh. is what infertility 
which is why it's eggs and animals. That's what I heard. Baby this, baby oh, chicks, and, and baby like ducks, and blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah, an yeah. old tr- pagan fertility, some new, a new, like a whole thing to celebrate the new, the pretty spring and all that. I, I wonder where like so. all of like the chocolate, like the candy aspect of it came into play. Oh, yeah, yeah. You right, can't, that's the yeah. conspiracy. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, I, I think it's second to Halloween. Halloween's number one for candy sales, obviously. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I then think e- so. And I think Easter's second. I think I saw earlier it was like one point nine billion. Is it just give me those Starburst jelly beans and get the fuck out of my way? <laughs> I like the chocolate <laughs> eggs. And and uh, my my family is all about the peeps. I don't like peeps. Peeps I are hate, terrible. I hate Who eats peeps? peeps? I don't like them. Ew. No. Peeps are gross. So we're in agreement. Rocky's family likes it. None of us like it. No, no, no. Not my family. My my chick and 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 those and those people. Yeah, they love peeps. With peeps, they're so gross. Just eat a regular marshmallow. I know. Yeah. Everybody else is stocking up on toilet paper. I swear to God, I was buying twenty things of peeps so you could burn them because they burn great. Oh, but uh, if you put them in the microwave, they blow up. Breaking news: I just saw marshmallows advertised on a social media last night. Of course, I'm scrolling Facebook. I think it was, and there's an ad for marshmallows. They're big ass marshmallows. Filled with chocolate. Oh, that would be pretty right? good. They had them like making s'mores with them, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like where, when where, I was, why in is Publix closed oh, right now? When and I was in college, cracker. yeah. When I was in college, we would obviously we would sneak into the girls' dorms and we would hang out and watch movies and all this other stuff. Well, this one girl, I'd never heard of Nutella before. Okay, she made s'mores. And how old are you at this time? I didn't know of Nutella till like oh, five, was, six years ago, bro. Oh, I was really? Maybe yeah, really. Nineteen or twenty? Maybe no, no. I was younger than that. I was eighteen or nineteen. Okay. Um, maybe 17. I feel like this shit was in Europe until the last decade. I was probably younger. I think I was probably like 17 or 18, maybe. Maybe 18. I doubt it. Anyway, so um, she made s'mores in the the dorm room with Nutella. Oh, buddy. Oh, man. I'm so hungry. We watched Nightmare <laughs> Before Christmas. I'm yeah. so hungry. Does yeah. it, wait, wait. Do I hear a, a meat truck backing up with expired mm. products on it? Yeah. Why, oh, so? yeah. Why aren't uh, ice cream trucks... A little bit more prevalent now that everybody's quarantined in their house. I feel like they'd make a killing. Yeah, well, maybe go around with some tacos oh, or ooh, food trucks, mobile food trucks. They go around, they like blast uh, Mexican music if you're a taco <laughs> truck, or <laughs> you just uh, blast euphemisms uh, from Philly. Yeah, yeah, that's perfect. I, I know, yeah, you hear get get some good rap going, or like Will is Smith is? going <laughs> down the street and he's like cheesesteaks. Will nice. Smith. Everything is so quiet lately. If you just put like on a little jingle, not necessarily the ice cream one, but just a jingle, I think people would come outside because I don't know if. If you've been outside at night lately, it's really, really quiet. I've is never it? heard the city Especially like this. Especially right here by I-4. So if it's and quiet, it's you're the first to know. it's very, okay. very loud here. And it, nothing. I and just don't know if that's the most sanitary thing to do. With it, with with a virus going around and everybody trying People to be careful. People are still going to get to-go food from everywhere. Yeah, all Yeah, but over. if it's like a taco cart that goes down the you know down the street that handles money and things from people all day yeah well, i don't know it's don't the, know. just a reverse version of everyone in town going to the taco spot it really is the taco True. spot's moving the people are staying home and the in this case the people are going out in the taco spot as long as they're there. changing gloves wearing masks right that's true washing, I was, I, washing their hands i was trying to make no sense of it but it does make perfect sense i'm sorry i logic i legitified it Right. Logicified it. <laughs> I threw logic at it. Yeah, I killed it. I, uh, but I know we have this uh, this interview in the second half Ooh. of the show. Yeah, I'm so hungry it's, I could eat a whole tiger. Yeah this uh, this guy said that he worked on the GW, Joe, GW Zoo. He worked for the GW Zoo for uh, a year, maybe a little less than a year. Thank God you knew the name of it. Cause I knew it wasn't Joe Exotics, did, did my like Joe Exotics Zoo. But yeah, uh, with the Tiger King, you know, being such a huge thing right now. 
We've talked about it on our show. Every show's talked about it. It's a huge thing. It was a phenomenon. It's amazing. Um, and they're coming out with another episode. And the new yeah. one is, as you hear this show, the new one will be out. It's called uh, The Tiger King and I, hosted by Joel McHale. Perfect timing. They, Sounds hilarious. They follow up with everyone in the show. Um, they, I, I feel like it's going to be, we haven't seen it yet, but I feel like it's going to be like a panel type scenario. Where I'm Everyone's wondering. on the same stage. I wish it was more than just one episode. Yeah, I know. But I'm hoping it's probably an hour. So it's kind of like a reunion like a Jersey show. Shore reunion? Is that yeah, what you think? Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. That's what Man. I'm thinking. And they're, they're going to have pre, pre-recorded other stuff, I'm sure, like little vignettes that they recorded with Jeff Lowe by himself and Seth by herself and, you know, all the different characters and stuff. But Joe Exotic and... And Carol will not be featured in this. That's yeah, probably and good. It's going to be interesting. You have to, to do a whole thing on each of them. Exactly. I know. You could do an hour plus on either one of them. Dude, their stories are I feel just. Like you insane. could do an hour on everybody. It, it doesn't. It doesn't <laughs> right? seem real. It makes. It's. I feel like we're talking about like like actors, like or people right. that just aren't it's so over the top, right? I know. Well, it is guy, a little much. It's, this, it's surprising that all this stuff was going on at all. You know, I mean, right, at one right, time, right in the middle of our flyover state of a country. You know, right there where nobody stops. And uh, it's going on the whole time. The last 10, I mean, that, that zoo's been thing for 10, 15 years now. I was fascinated. Yeah. Uh, I, it, I watched the whole thing in two days. It's because uh, it's out in Oklahoma, right? Yeah, yep, Oklahoma. Um, so this guy, yeah, he. Um, I'll let him tell his story when we talk to him here in a few minutes. But uh, yeah, it's super interesting. Um, you know, former former vet- veteran. He was uh he was stationed near there. He got out of out of that line. He got he got out of the military and was looking for civilian work. And uh, that's how he met old Joe. Yeah, and if people are familiar with the documentary and they know Saf Saf Safri Saf Saf Safri Saf. I don't know. Her name's Whatever like her it is. last name. The girl like, who lost her arm. Well, yeah, but and well, she likes to be identified as a guy. I believe she's trans, right? Yeah, so she identifies as a man. I don't want to call her a man if she's yeah, not because, well, trying the, to be a man. No, no, because the whole documentary, she she they came called out, her a woman, well, and I say she. He came out okay. saying that oh, I want to be identified as a man, but okay. they kept saying okay. her, her, well, then, her. So yeah, him. He roomed with Seth. Him. Yeah, yeah, and um, the guy we're we're talking to is Jeremiah Lovelady. Yep. Uh, very interesting name. That is what I would make my last name if I could make my last name. His, right? His, <laughs> we thought it was fake, but it's real. Um, again, through the military, we know that's a, you know he, that was what he served under. And um, but anyway, yeah, he he held uh, he he held down the back end of the park. He said, which is a lot of like feeding, um, taking care of all the animals, not just the tigers. And he also did tour guides. So if anybody visited during his time there, you probably would have met this guy. He would have yeah, been a tour and it guide. was it was only a few years ago. It wasn't that long ago. And I think you know he was there for some of the documentary crew while they were there? I believe so. I think towards the end. Yeah. I wonder, and towards I'm, his end was the beginning of the documentary. I don't want to lead the witness on any of this or like impose my own question on your show. I'm, I'm, I'll, if I'll you have a good one, it. shoot it. Well, I was just wondering like um, if, uh, if, if he was doing all that, like maybe is he happy that he narrowly escaped Right, the the, the craziness the publicity, that was to come. the cameras, the everything. Like at it's first, at first, I I guarantee it. The second they pulled out those cameras, everybody wore their favorite T shirt to work the next day, had their hair in a bun, whatever. And by the nine hundredth day of them being around or whatever, you didn't want anything to do with it. And now that it's all come out, yeah, I would be so happy if I was not not in the documentary. Yeah, you avoided you know? it completely. Yeah. Well, I don't. Um, I know that he does tell me that uh, there was. I think a couple of scenes where he's like in the background of. 
but oh, only okay. a few shots. Obviously, they never talk to him. They never show him specifically on camera. He'll be like in the background of a show. Yeah, he was Joe. never really featured. Because he's featured. back there working. Yeah, right. Right. But he just knows about because because like I wanted to find out what his individual experience of absolutely the, the the area was, and um you know maybe was he happy there? Wasn't was he not? Right. Um, Some people why seem did to like leave? it a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Why yeah. did he leave? Was it his choice? Was it Joe's choice? You know what happened there? Like yeah. the homie that lost his fucking arm and then was back what a week later. Yeah. Like, yeah. Obviously, wow. Could have, like, could have, yeah, stayed out of work forever, tried to sue him, you know, oh, I mean, get all kind of benefits, forever. right? Yeah. Instead, and I still no. hear me bitching. I know that he, and I want to, I want to find out too about how the employees lived what, dealing yeah. with, uh, you know, Joe Exotic and all those animals, like 700 animals. Yeah, just, yeah, we can find out, you know, how true was the, some of the things depicted in the documentary. I know he wasn't there for the whole shooting of it, but some of the, yeah, the way they lived, the well, whole, yeah, but the, de- the feeding the animals and the, the people, the meat how from crazy the Walmart is truck, etc. It's all just true. There, and then one day some guy comes in and goes, Oh, I sold the entire park. Everything's different, and that happened. This seems these these huge, massive changes seem to happen constantly during this guy's life. And how weird is it coming to work one day and going, "Okay, the whole thing's changed. We got to do this now. This is sold, or like some huge right. someone was shot or eaten y'all, by a tiger." Jeff Lowe, <laughs> y'all got to do what Jeff Lowe says. Your boss now wears an affliction shirt oh, yeah. every day People and a bandana under Just his like hat. Inten- dealing with intense rivalries. Oklahoma Brett Michaels is who you report to now. No, yeah. <laughs> Brett Michaels. I yeah. am gay. I'm broke as shit. I, I, and I'm not going to change the way I dress. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that about him. I thought he had some stick to it. That was very rude. We no, can but, ask about but, you know the realness of Joe as well. Yeah, I know. Yeah, because I want to find out more about the character of Joe himself. Right. And this guy, I feel the like, would know. The most hilarious campaign I've ever seen in my life. It is. And actually, so real. that's a wild one. If you, if you really want the truth, now that it came um, up that he was on The Daily Show, I do remember that. I remember. Oh, did them. they talk about it on the Daily Show or John Oliver? I think talked about uh, it. Was it that? Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah, saw yeah. it either Last way. They tonight, were like, "There's yeah. these kind of you know delegates coming out of da 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 da." And I and I remember seeing that. And I did was you? Going, oh, this can't be real. That's whatever, so great. You know. That's so great. That is so I mean, it's no hilarious. it's no secret like that they were dealing with um, like celebrities, animals. You yeah. know, like so. This, this guy seems so to could have run a his life with impunity. He I, seems to be like you know up until a certain point when he got arrested, he seemed to just do whatever the hell crazy idea he wanted. Absolutely, he was he it's like Peter he Pan in the documentary. I feel I do believe this, and we'll ask him if if that is his personality type. But uh, I feel like he did believe he was the Tiger King, you know, untouchable in the throne at the top well, of you shit mountain. Way? Yeah, yeah that, I feel like yeah he was. He promoted himself and his lifestyle to support that. But it, so well, absolutely. I, think, I think you're feeding a beast at some point when you bring in camera crews and stuff. It can really puff up an ego. Well, first of all, he ego. indulged every whim. And second of all, I heard that the original guy got multiple, multiple, multiple things on camera that shouldn't be on there because he recorded every second of his life. Right. And that included so there was a lot some of editing, things lot that of c- he wouldn't want before. out there. Okay. Maybe drugs, sex, whatever. I can understand that. Drugs and sex, he clearly said, I have done drugs. Yeah, but he didn't I have gay. footage of him. I see what you're saying. You see, see and that's it, another yeah. good question is how much drug use was there? Yeah, or like, what was going, yeah. How what was going on was behind that? the scenes? Right. Yeah. What's going know. on in the, in the day-to-day, the employees... The houses because they shared God, housing. Wouldn't you What's going on there? So, so we're gonna find that out. This is the ultimate like, wouldn't you love to be a fly on the wall situation? And that's the footage that they had, and it's gone. Like, well, because that's that because that is the thing. What they're showing you on camera in this documentary of the Tiger What's King left the it's, skin and bones. It's not everything, and I right. know that that's not how they always like. There's more to it. There's they, fucking they more to it. So what, everything. So that's a great. That, that's great. So let's remember this, fellas. When we talk to this to Jeremiah, let's ask him. You know, like. Obviously, he wasn't there for the whole filming, so we can't say what was on those tapes, but 
what type of things w- went on day to day that could be on these tapes. Yeah, right? I at least speculated, how much drug yes. use, how much sex, how much, you know, how much, uh, was there any abuse well, of animals? put this into a nine-hour documentary, but this went on for years and years, and, and potentially, like, I mean, decades? I mean, yeah, absolutely. how long did, the, you know, this guy's story starts way back, and then, you know, it just recently, is it's still going on. So this dude's... Yeah, no, it's still a zoo going on right now. So there's obviously so much stuff that wasn't, and 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 I believe it all started actually not too long ago, maybe just a, f- a few years or whatever ago, where he was starting to do some podcast or web series or something like that. And then the original guy that had all his stuff burnt up or whatever, he wanted to record everything, and and the 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 deal was. I'll record your podcast if you let me record everything. That was else. yeah, yeah. That's the so um, he had everything. I can't remember his name, but Kirk. His name was Kirk, uh, so, the, the documentarian, and the guy who this would literally yeah. was Be making like, the Joe Exotic know the television show. Truth. I yeah. want to know everything, and and apparently it, it was, was a not a hard task having uh, cameras rolling at all time because apparently Joe was extremely excited about this. So of course, like, self promotion. He was the king of that. This is the epitome. At, at of, least that's what the documentary has us to believe. Maybe what if all that's fake? I know, right? What if it what was if all put on? Because it is all leaning. People, everybody who was in that seems like they hate the way that they came off. Like uh, nobody Carol, came out good. I, I hear Carol Baskin well. hates her image of it. Uh, of course she does. Whatever, the, Jeff. She apparently did say that she was not asked to be a part of this. The King, the Tiger King, and I uh, redo that they're doing the reshoot, the the addition with Joel McHale. But if she had been asked, she would have declined because she's not happy with how she. Of course, she looks like a fucking bitch that married Carol Baskin's bitch, married her husband, or no. buried her husband. <laughs> can we disappeared a, her husband in a septic tank? Can we get? Can we agree that she probably did? I'll say I probably. Think but the, I think that is the 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 known across the country you don't just be have a you grown- seen a meme so if you saw a meme then that part the meme maker thought that carol baskin killed her husband yeah what everybody thinks that just randomly Rocky, goes missing what do you think on the information that you have which is all we have okay you know that i like being devil's advocate so i'm i know that pretty much all the information would lead to her but i have to bring up the fact that the guy was trying his ass off to make a disappearance and disappeared. And, and I would try to make it look like my wife killed me, too, if yeah. I hated her. Especially if, and that's, if that's you want to get away tough. forever. If, yeah. Yeah. Especially, Dude, and if you're, the, the area of the world that he disappeared to, he wanted to go to where? Costa Rica, which is right near Belize. People disappear to Costa Rica and Belize all the time. Yeah. That's one of the and, like, and top places to go to like the smart never money be is, found again. The smart money is if you're betting on black, if you know, if you if you really I hear Joe didn't bet on black at all. Heard he didn't like him. What? Yeah. Heard he was racist. That sucks. Maybe we can ask Jeremiah about that. Damn. That's I the only know. thing I've heard about him that I don't like. Anyway, so um but I, I like okay, so I do I think that she killed him? Yeah. Everybody does. Right. But right. also right before she killed him, he was trying to disappear. Well, and, it's all believable because she's it, crazy I mean, enough to kill with dimension. I think she's crazy enough to kill somebody, but then she's she crazy enough. Like she's crazy enough to make a man want to disappear and run. Absolutely. If you're looking in her eyeballs, which would be surprising because they both go separate ways, <laughs> if you were looking her dead in the eye, she looks like she is hiding something. She v- is very socially awkward. Dude, her she answers in the documentary, her suspicious, her direct answers to the you know, the did you do it? Oil, did you da, 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 da. just all that? No, I didn't kill my husband. Also, <laughs> the only will and so testament weird. in history that says my death or disappearance no, that doesn't happen. No ever. shit, right? I know. After, and yep. that's not and what it said ahead all, of time. All the stuff she took her, it, it came back said disappeared. All the Get stuff the his daughter said. All that stuff seemed right. legitimate. Everything right. does look like all, that. All signs point to Carol yeah. Baskin disappeared. Just wanted to put that out there and make well, sure. I would be like, 
You want to disappear, motherfucker? We're gonna disappear. Let's disappear yeah. you. <laughs> so, well, we're gonna we're gonna find out more about that in the uh, the second segment. Hopefully, we can get this guy on the phone. I'm excited about that. Yeah, yeah. And um, to, we you came across something this week that you were showing me, and it's a good way to kill time too. And I think you can sign up for free the first few months. Ah, uh, you can. It's okay. like movies in ten minutes or something. It's not movies. It's, it's shows. shows. Yeah, it's it's called Quibi. It, they've been. It was a huge when it first kind of started being promoted. It was a it was very highly talked about. And then I think with this whole shit that shut every the world down, it's kind of been forgotten about the world. But um, yeah, it's called Quibi, and it's it's uh, small, you know, or not even small. Like it's high quality production, like ten minutes or less, um, and it's like series. And there's five a week. They do they'll update these series. They're ten you minutes or less. You just showed me it was really cool. Yeah, and they update these daily. So there's five in it, five in a week. Rocky. So Reno nine one one comes out May fourth. There'll be five ten minute or less Reno nine one one episodes every single week now. So it's like just watch it while you take a shit. Watch it while you smoke a cigarette. Well, because some watch people it, you don't know have I mean? the time to sit there and it's commit a great break thing. Dude. Commit to a full episode of a show or something. They they got to run or something. So watch a ten minute episode of something smaller. It's or, so easy, easy to easy to watch. Yeah, so easily managed. Like a show like Reno nine one one. You know it's a serious app because of some of the stuff that they're getting on there. And like there's, uh, and there's uh, huge names. Yeah, no. Yeah, we, I you were knew it was going to be rapper had Chance one? the Rapper is hosting Punked. Punked is back. Wow, it's now on here. It's hosted by Chance the Rapper. Uh, there's a that's, show that's crazy. I forgot a, it was Punked. There's a show called uh, There's a show called Flipped, and it stars um, the chick from uh, Always Sunny, Sweet D. Oh, it stars her, and I think um, she gets too much flack. I think she's beautiful. She's hilarious, and it she's stars, funny. It stars her. Oh, she is, and yeah. Will Forte. And it's ten minute or less episodes, five every week. Um, let's see. Uh, Chrissy Teigen has a show. There's a show about sneaker culture. Uh, there's a show with Christoph Waltz and Liam Hemsworth. Huge Are you doing names. An ad right now? No, <laughs> I mean I might as well. I really do. Quibi.com. Really, I'm really enjoying it. And uh, it just came out this week. The thing is, it was like I guess it was highly talked about. Then, like I said, it died down. And then when it it debuted this week, a lot of people didn't download it. I just happened to get a notification that it was out, so I downloaded it. Totally happy I did for ad free. It's seven ninety nine uh, a month, which is not bad. Yeah, yeah, uh, no, that's seven ninety nine a month for ad free, and uh, you get three months free when you sign up. So I signed up ad free, and, and if I don't like it, then after three like months I'll get rid of right it. Now. <laughs> We're just talking about. Well, if anybody well, wants us to do ads, we'll do them that, that well. That too. So hit us up. That too. We Funny will. to informing at gmail dot com. No, well, we have no. I didn't shame. even write copy. That was off topic. We'll push whatever you want us to push. No, but quit. No, because we're trying to think of ways to pass time for people outside of you know. If you want to be productive, be productive. Do laundry, clean your house, dust some shit. You know whatever. But or dude, most you get people are watching. Their, so oh, they're like on Quibi. their phone, dude. Yeah. I was like, all right, let me show you real quick, John. I was showing Rocky before the show, but I was showing him some of the like whatever, some how how well it looks, the production quality is very high the, what I like is that it's shot for phones so see I'm holding it like a normal like a normal phone it looks perfect Every, yeah. you know the screen looks great if I want to watch it that way it 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 follows if I either way and it looks great both ways see but this is only the beginning of it so they're going to get more shows like better interesting absolutely. stuff absolutely. this is just the beginning there's more stuff coming down the pike um, Reno 911 is probably the top of that yeah. That's, they're definitely promoting that hard I, I think it's going to be something that takes off I'm excited but, for Reno 911 yeah it's always crazy to see when something takes off like when it just starts and you're like that's a pretty good idea That's that might I usually be pretty hot I am then, not one of those guys and then it's I'm already not, I'm usually like oh wait TikTok I'll see what I don't want yeah. TikTok Instagram I got late uh, Facebook not super late but a couple of year two years after and so but like with this quibi i was like fuck it i went i opened it up i was like everybody's quarantined we're all looking for content these look highly produced let me see what it's about i'm like oh it costs money oh th oh three months free i thought it was a month 
And I was like, so I got three months. I set an alarm on my phone so I can go back in two days before my subscription runs out. And if I want to cancel it, I cancel it. And if I don't, I'll pay eight bucks and see how it goes. Yeah, it's a new new approach to uh, I really like video it. entertainment, but it's interesting. The for last sure. best seven bucks that I ever spent was this. Um, where's it at? Uh oh. <clears throat> oh, True Bill. What's what, True, dude? True Go. True Bill. You know is, those? I see the ads for it all the time. You know is those it things? Is it as good? It stops subscriptions for you, right? Dude, I see the ad really. for it all the time. Yeah. I don't it know. It didn't just stop my. Subs- all right, so it probably saved me just this month. I paid maybe seven, I think seven dollars for it. The, just this month, it saved me at least four hundred dollars. At See, least the, I don't know how it's it, doing now, but okay. So it took down my phone bill. Okay. It took down my insurance bill. I have the Mercedes in the truck. Took down a lot of the insurance on that. But how? It, like, is it just it fine? found it, it? It finds the uh, it uses an algorithm extra stuff. And once you sync up all your stuff. It it tells you basically the crap. I found so much stuff I was paying for that I didn't know. See, I just thought it was. A, I see it advertised all the time. So it's like, money away. It was just subscriptions the, and stuff. It, it was, was supposed to find them, and then also above and beyond finding them, which I liked when I saw the ad. Is sometimes it's a pain in the ass to figure out how. Like, do I need to email them? It takes is you right. Go through the you app. Click, you push the button. Yeah, it takes you right to where to go to unsubscribe from the shit, and it, then boom, it's a good reminder for people to delete like their subscriptions called, to stuff they don't use. I yeah. called up my insurance company immediately. Apparently, I just I had the wrong policy. I didn't need that, and I had them retro date it. So they sent me the extra money that I had paid for the last few months. They sent me that too. Oh man, it's amazing. So bottom line, get Quibi, be entertained, get Truebill, save a bunch of money, use that money to subscribe to the Patreon at Patreon.com/slash/FTI <laughs> and buy some merch at the DecalJunkie.com. It does come straight over to Taco Wood Designs and check yourself out the tables that they have custom made epoxy tables. Right here, made in Orlando. They're probably the coolest things I've ever seen. They're beautiful. I'm looking at one right now. Yeah, those those tables, Daka Wood Designs, are insane looking. We're about to do this big bar. It's going to be fucking awesome. Oh, I think you were telling me fire and ice and all this stuff. It's just really cool. If you ever see a cool table, we can make it cooler. um, I'm sorry. I just threw that shameless plug. No, we were only because I I think that this is probably not making it to air. I was on a shameless plug rant, so you just jumped on the train. And uh, and with that, we are going to kick you off the show because we have to talk to Jeremiah Lovely. Yeah, buddy. Um, and, and because of what you just said, there, no free plugs here, sir. So you got to get the fuck out. Rocky Love Lady at Instagram.com. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And what's the fuss? Me and you uh, do that show together over there. It is, yes, uh, yes, we do. We, do. we have a lot of fun. Uh, it's available now on Google and Apple Podcasts. Uh, yes. Only recently. Spotify soon. All that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Only recently. I'm but. excited for this interview, guys. I wish you the best of luck. And Thanks, I hope that it's everything you want to because this dude has got to have some stories. There's no way that this is going to suck. I know. That's what I'm hoping for. Um, Thanks. Okay. Now we'll never live up to that. <laughs> and having said that, here's our interview with Jeremiah Lovelady. Tell all the hunters to lay down their Tell them that the tiger needs a little bit of love Let them run the jungle Let them roam their land Then stand back and marvel What a beautiful cat Cause I saw a tiger Now I understand 
Welcome back to episode 133 of Funny to Informing. I'm John. That's Chris Pizza Peisenberg Coleman. It is. And uh, now we were talking a little bit in the first segment about the Tiger King and uh, the the new episode that they're dropping here to resolve everything yeah, a little bit. Yeah, the Tiger King and I. I'm excited for this last episode. Yeah, lots of people have been talking about it. It's been viewed by millions. And um, we have on the line with us uh, a gentleman who was working at uh, the GW Zoo. Yep, GW Zoo. Joe Exotic Zoo. And, um, you know, with the 700 plus animals that, that are there. But, uh, yeah, Jeremiah Lovelady, we, we thank you for joining us, man. Hey, thank you guys very much. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah, no, it's uh, it's cool to uh, be able to talk to somebody who, like, uh, experienced firsthand everything that was going on uh, at that location and, you know, uh, to see the documentary. And then, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, know. I'm hooked. I watched the documentary and I'm hooked. And yeah, the fact that you lived the life, literally lived on site and, you know, have all the inside, you know, a bunch of inside information and just, you know, know, know what went on day to day. I'm super excited to have you on and we're, we're happy to have you. Oh, it's great. It's great to be on to you guys. It'd be nice to let everybody know exactly what went on instead of it just being like, you know, kind of what you're catching off the, you know, off the show. Yeah. But well, and because I know like what they're showing on camera is not everything. Hey. 
Right. They're not showing everything. And they're going to embellish a little here and they're going to, you know, downplay a little here. So it'd just be nice that everybody have a, you know, a general idea of, you know, really what happened. Right. Whatever. Well, cool. Day-to-day life was like working there. Absolutely. So, uh, so what what year was it that you uh, came to meet Joe and and get on there? And then how did you know how did that meeting happen? And what how did it all begin? Um, I was working on Fort Sill in um, uh, the winter and the early spring of 2013. Um, I was I got discharged from the military. I got hurt on my second tour. Oh, okay. And so, so I discharged out of the military. Um, got a, got out active duty. And was working construction on Fort Sill there in Lawton, Oklahoma. And when the job was over, uh, we got done. We got done re- uh, remodeling all the barracks there for the soldiers. Oh right, right. So the, like the new soldiers coming in to like you know basic training. Okay, okay. That's what we were. That's what we were doing. We were, we we uh, we came in and we remodeled. We completely demoed it out and then rebuilt it from the ground up. But when okay. the job was over, and that was so that was civilian they, job. That was after you were discharged. You just happened to be working on the base. Yes. Okay, that's a that's a lucky coincidence yeah. to get out of the yeah. actual military and have a job still on base. Yeah, it was, it was okay. It was pretty nice. That's cool. That's cool. Okay, nice. so you were doing that when you met Joe? Uh, no, I never, I hadn't met Joe yet. I was doing that, and um, that job ended. And when it ended, I was I was out of the job, and so I started looking online and trying to find you know new you know new employment. And my uh, my actual my brother in law at the time uh, sent me a text one night about and that that there was a guy looking for somebody with help with animals because he knew I was a big animal guy. I've always had tons of pets. I've always been, you know, really, really enthusiastic about that. And he was like, well, this guy is offering people just to come work at the zoo and you get to care of tigers. And I was like, what? That yeah. doesn't happen. Yeah, like, tigers of all things, tigers. Yeah, you get to take yeah, care like, of tigers. That's, that? that's no, a hell of a selling point. Well, it doesn't thing. Like, who, who takes somebody in with no type of experience, no type of degree, know nothing and just says hey you want to come take care of tigers and <laughs> be like be like a damn caretaker zoologist absolutely right people that, you know people that have degrees for this stuff they go to school for eight years and all of a sudden he's like here this is your thing i was like and so for me i was like oh wow this is is this real you weren't and you so weren't afraid you weren't afraid that you were going to get bit or anything oh no i didn't like that I, I, after after my first tour sir i don't really have a lot of fear uh, gotcha. Uh, yeah, you see, he's fresh out of the military. Yeah, that makes so, sense. Absolutely. So yeah, he's uh, he's gung ho. He's a, I'm, I'm assuming a young man still at that time. Yeah, I was still young, and I was. Um, see, I joined the military whenever I was 22, so I would have been 25. Oh yeah, perfect. Yeah. Oh, the 25 year. Yeah, you're invincible, especially coming off of two tours. You're like fuck a tiger. I'm not. I'm scared of that. Well, no, at all. no, no. The 25 was coming back my first tour. Okay. Okay. I, I finally separated from the military in 2013. Oh, okay, so I, the, the, my first tour that was in two thousand and seven to to Baghdad, uh, it was with the two sixteen Rangers out of uh, fourth uh, fourth grade first ID, and from uh, Fort Raleigh, Kansas. Okay, and they were, and it was it was a deployment. It wasn't the it's the kind of stuff that they don't show you on the news. Ah, okay, okay, like some yeah, some some stuff you yeah. see in movies, and you go, oh, that's just in movies. You might have seen some yeah. some real shit. Okay, well, you know that they um they actually didn't make uh, they actually didn't make a movie about what something you were involved in about yeah about um there was actually a sergeant in my in my uh, company who and that's who they wrote the movie about. It came out in theaters like two years ago. What was it called? Do you remember? Actually, it's gonna make me look so horrible right now, and everybody's gonna hate me for my company, but I don't remember. It was <laughs> that's fine. 
No, that's fine. Yeah, that's not that big uh, of a there's deal. There's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of, of war movies. I thought you were going to say 1917. I was going to say bullshit, sir. I'm calling lies. <laughs> oh, no, no. That was a but long time ago. With a movie, and they, you know, it came out. It was in theaters. I want to say about a year and a half, two years ago. Okay. Okay. Well, and and, and it was about it was about a guy who guy came back from war. He dealt with a guy who lived out in the country. That was all those people in there were based off of people that I was in the same company with a hundred guys deployed overseas with. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So so needless to say, yeah, you you probably had seen some shit, and you were not really uh, too yeah, fearful so, of so tigers. You're after. not worried about it, but I mean, yeah, yeah, I wasn't. Whenever they were like, "Oh, you're going to go play with tigers." Yeah, and it, and it seems like yeah, one of those one of those things too, where like you're you're a rare f- person to find for somebody like Joe because I, I feel like you know they're they're few and far between when you're finding somebody that that will work for you uh, and just work on you know all these exotic animals yeah uh, w- without really caring yeah too with much little training of the or no training yeah right well well part of, okay for me most of it was the fact that um, when I showed up and I found out that I was going to be working and what I was being paid because the pay was what was really Different. Okay. See, yeah, in the uh, in the documentary and on the podcast, they say I believe it's a hundred or a hundred and fifty dollars a week pay. It was a hundred fifty. Yeah, hundred fifty dollars a week. Okay, hundred and fifty a week. Well, and before we get to your pay, um, how, so your brother tells you about the job, and uh, or your brother in law was it your brother or brother in law? Brother in law. Brother in law tells you about the job available, and you think, well, hell, let me go work with tigers. Like John said, you're not scared. No, you're clearly not scared. So you say, let me, you know, let's let's give this a shot, right? So what's your? How do you? How do you apply? Okay, well, I texted Joe. I just, he just had a phone number, so I texted him. I know who I was texting, if I know I was texting him or, you know, somebody who worked in his company or whatever it was. And I sent him, you know, I sent him a text saying, hey, I'm interested in a position. Um, that's basically it. I'm, I don't have really a whole lot of experience. I was very enthusiastic with animals. Um, I am willing to come in and work and actually, you know, do, do the work. I'm not worried about it being hard or hot or anything like that. Right. I was like, let's just, let's just do it. And that's it? And he, he just said, we'll take you? Well, no. And this is where I should have looked at it. And I should have known maybe from at the beginning. Because he asked me for a photo. Okay. That okay. makes sense. Of, I mean, your, of yourself? <laughs> uh, of myself. Um, either shirtless or not. Oh, okay. That's a little weird. Oh, I like how he gave you the options. Uh, no, you could go topless. Oh, you need to come to the park. Okay. Uh, everybody's going to be like, well, you should have fucking known. Or, sorry. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> no, you can cuss. You're fine. You're fine. No, yeah, you can okay. swear. Yeah, I should have fucking known right then that that was like, like, why is that guy asking me this? And at first, to my brain, it was like, okay, he's trying to see if I'm in shape because this job is going to be very physical. Okay. I like how you're, you're you need like, the job, like, okay, so you're justifying it. it and you yeah, don't know I, you're I, talking I, to Crazy Joe. Right. I didn't, yeah, I didn't, I didn't know who this guy was. I had no idea what was going on. And, and at the time, I was just kind of trying to find a job. And believe it or not, I was really, I needed a job. Yeah, absolutely. And so I wasn't going like, to, like, you know, be a little bitch and not do it. So I did it. And I didn't send, a, I didn't send him a topless photo. I sent him a, I pulled my shirt up to, like, my neck. Okay. And, and took a picture of my bathroom. Possibly even sexier. Well, I don't have now. At the time, I had a six-pack. Okay. Okay. Oh, you were coming. You were yeah. You were fresh off uh, out of the military. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was fresh. I was fresh out of the military, dude. I was. I was big and strong and like in great shape. Okay. Well, yeah. Cheers to those so days. I, I, I was there before. I sent this picture of me with my shirt up, with like a six pack, and he sent it back within like oh, I think it was like like twenty seconds. You have the job. Come on. <laughs> wow. Well, okay. I mean, knowing his his sexual preference. Oh man. And I was like, okay. <laughs> this is kind of, this is kind of different. 
let's see how it kind of rolls. Because at the first, I just want to see how it went. I'm always willing to give something a chance. I, I'm a very, like, like strong, you know, like, will person. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, the thing is, you can't be, I wasn't infantry. I was not infantry. I was a 13 Fox, which means I was the guy who you see on, like, the movies, like, talking to the jets and stuff and helicopters. Okay, communication. Telling them where to drop bombs. Okay. That's what I did. So I saved the infantry. Okay, hell yeah, dude. All right, well, that's still just as important as infantry. At the same time, yeah, exactly. But at the same time, like, you live with them. And so you can't really, like, I mean, you know, you have, like, this, you have an ego kind of a little bit, of, you know what I mean? Okay, absolutely, for sure, for And sure. so when I did this, I was like, okay, I don't know if I want to do this. But at the same time, I was like, you know, I'm, I'm comfortable with myself. I know who I am. Like, I'm, I'm not a punk. I'm not somebody who's going to be a weirdo. So let's, let's, let's check it out. And he said, come on, let's go. And so I called my brother-in-law. I said, hey, I need a ride up to this place. And you can drop me off. And I canceled the lease on my duplex I was living in. I packed up all my stuff in like two big army totes. <laughs> <laughs> and he drove me from Lawton, Oklahoma up to Winniewood. And you started living there. And yeah, and you knew going in you'd be staying, obviously, on, on site. Did not know that. Okay. You were just you went willing not, you went willing to stay in a hotel or find my find idea, living. Well, well, my idea was is that I'm going to come in here. I'm going to apply for this place. He's going to walk me around, ask me questions, and see my basic knowledge and see if I'm capable of being able to do this job. Right, like a normal person would do. Like this right. And then I'm going to have to find me a little apartment or you know a little bit one bedroom, two bedroom house to live in and live in the area somewhere. Right. And after I started talking a little bit, I kind of started thinking about it. I was like, I remembered all the trailers across the street. Because there's, there's five trailers across the parking lot from the zoo. Okay, still on property, but yeah, the opposite direction from the animals. Right. Okay. And that's where all the employees have to live. Uh, see, as, as they showed in the documentary, so that was, a, that was a true point. Yeah, you have to live there because it's literally like, there's so many times, I don't, I don't know what it is about Winniewood, but Winniewood catches so many storms. Oh, okay. And there's... There's heavy tornadoes and stuff like that. And a lot of the cages are designed to collapse in on themselves okay. on certain animals because certain animals are... Ah, uh, to keep being, them from just oh, escaping right. and being loose. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I wasn't I was like, understanding it. Yeah, first. I was like, I was that like, sounds very cruel. But no, it makes sense. Okay, I get that. So I love that you're, you're in a storm-heavy area and he's putting all of his employees in trailers, the safest things to be in during a storm, by the way. Yeah, seriously. Uh, oh, absolutely. Yeah, he don't own a trailer, but... But yeah, when I first moved in, um, when I first got there, like I said, he, he assumed that I was gay. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. Okay. He, he, he thought I was 100% gay. Yeah, I guess probably, same in the picture. Probably just more hoping than anything, right? He's so, just like, please hope this guy's gay. Yeah, so, so he's making well, moves I'm, I'm, on like, you. I'm not a, yeah. Well, uh, the thing is, like, I'm not a good-looking guy, but I'm not uh, ugly by any means. Okay, that's, yeah, me and, and John are the so, same. We're middle of the road, yeah, guys. I'm, well, I'm just saying, <laughs> I mean, I got... You saw my Facebook, don't lie to me. Yeah, buddy. So <laughs> I know what I'm dealing with. <laughs> so when I sent him the pictures, I he was like, yeah, come on. And so when I showed up, he, like I said, he assumed I was gay. It's only because I manicure myself very well. I don't want anybody to get a different idea. <laughs> I just picture But he assumed I was gay. He walked around that park, and he walked, He let me, me and him walked around, and we watched all the people work, feed the tigers, water the tigers, do this, do that. And he just talked to me like I was going to pretty much run the damn place. Like, this was going to be my zoo. Okay. So okay, you're so, walking so he, with the king. Yeah, yeah, so you're getting special attention from him when you first get oh, yeah, there. Yeah, because he's thinking, you know, well, tonight that I'm going to go stay in this house. Oh, ah, wow. Okay. okay. He's a fresh meat. Oh, you right. Know? Well, yeah, well, I guarantee you that's what he was thinking. I, I know that after thinking back on it, you know. 
Absolutely right. But, but at the he, time, you're just kind of blinded. Knows, yeah, I get it. But he shows me around and he shows me everything. And I get to watch all the people like, you know, be the tigers and like work stuff. I'm like, damn, that's, you know, that's a lot of work. He's like, but you don't want to do all that. That's not a big deal. That's for them. Your job is to watch them and to make sure that they, you know, are taking, they're doing what they're supposed to be doing, you know, that kind of thing. And other than that, you just kind of walk around with me and we, we're going to make videos. I was like, well, okay. <laughs> okay, so All he's right. already into making his videos at this point. He's already Joe Exotic and the TV guy and all that, or trying yeah, to be. Yeah, he's kind of getting, he's, he's kind of gotten into it, like to a little bit of extent. He's only doing the podcast, but he's kind of doing the shows, like the videos, actually like live videos. Right. Um, only so much. Okay, and this like, is before, but, this is before he, uh, they, the video, the documentary had fully started with uh, Rick Kirkham and everything. Oh yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. Absolutely, and and so at the time he was also he was married to uh, to John. This was after his yeah, first just, husband had yeah, died, just, right? This is, yeah, just John. Okay, yeah, because in the in the podcast they they explained it to pretty much say that after his first husband died, I guess his first husband was pretty logical and kept him kind of in 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 into reality a bit. But after he lost his first husband, who was not in the documentary, that that's when he went off the deep end and kind of became this character that obviously you met firsthand. Right, and that's the thing. I don't know anything about his past. Um, they never talked about that. Right. And if I would ask about things like that, I would be told that it wasn't a big deal. So don't even ask about it. Okay. Huh. Okay. Well, well um, so, what, so most of the people, well, most of most of the leadership that worked for him. When I say leadership, I don't mean like like you know like the princes or anything. I mean like people who like ran the who was in charge of certain parts of the park. Okay. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Absolutely. If you tried to ask them questions, they would tell you, "Don't worry about it. It's not your." Okay. You don't need to worry about that. Your job is to feed this tiger and be quiet. Okay. Huh. Wow. Well, okay. What, what was Joe's... And they, were, and they were pretty pretty hardcore about that. I mean, they, they didn't want to talk about stuff. I mean, did Joe's behavior I mean, around over, you... Over time, I mean, it, it opened up, and I got to learn a little bit here about this and that, and then that's when I finally started to see... And that's when I just opened up, and I just saw exactly what was going on here and, like, what I got my ass into. Did what was like Joe's uh, personality? Like, did it change, or like his image of you change when he found out that you weren't gay? No, um, his personality. Uh, okay, yes, his personality did change. Um, he didn't. I stayed in a personal, like, uh, like pull behind camper. Okay. The first two nights I was there. Okay, when he still really thought you were gay, real, and he had a chance. Yeah like, yeah, like really nice, all to myself, like really, like really nice little place. And then after the second day, when he found out that I wasn't gay, I got moved straight into one of the trailers with with two other people. One one of them was a a gay young man named Danny. Okay. And and he lived in the very back room. They had like the the big bed and all that kind of stuff. And then there was like this little rundown biker chick. Okay. Huh. Who was, it looked like kind of like an ex meth head, like just kind of like yeah for being for being her age. This woman had been through some shit. Oh, uh, yeah, one of those, uh, oh, she's lived a hard life type looks. Okay. Yeah, kind of things like maybe you freaking, yeah, maybe even, yeah, it's just, you could tell by looking at her like it wasn't a good deal. Right. Well, did they, did so did they end up hanging out or did, uh did, did what you know, where, how long did they stay with them? Do you, or how long did you live with them? Uh, I li- okay, I stayed with them and I slept on the couch in the living room with no air conditioning. Oof. This is all during the summer. Oh, yeah. Sounds just, terrible. Just so you understand it. In, down there in that park where there's no wind. It sits like it sits almost kinda of like in a like a mid valley. Jeez. Okay. So there's like no wind down there. It's right behind a, a big power plant, actually. Ooh, tire there's plant. That's giant, gonna smell great with the tiger giant, shit. There yeah, there's a giant power plant like right down the road, right behind the place. You can see it from the back gate. 
and the, hum- the like the heat that it causes it brings in humidity and brings in storms and i don't know what it is but it creates like that place down there is like a thunderstorm valley it's ridiculous my god is there anything in winniewood other than like gw zoo and uh and this tire plants or is it pretty much uh like non-populated no, town it. no that's it wow okay wow. so it's middle of nowhere yeah, literally yeah. But then, like, but then there are, like, I mean, 10 minutes down the street, there's Paul's Valley. And that's, like, a more populated Paul's area. There. Paul's Valley is a little bitty place. I mean, it's a little small town. They have, like, you know, like an Arby's and, like, a couple, like, barbecue places and a Mexican restaurant and that kind of stuff. Like, very small, but Probably very small a Walmart, place. right? Okay. I, I imagine now, right, like, but since... But they close, exactly, in a Walmart. Everybody has <laughs> There you go. Walmart, Especially right? in Oklahoma. Are you kidding me? It's right by Arkansas. <laughs> right? I, you know they're going to have a Walmart. You can't freaking... Do- there's probably there's a dollar store somewhere too. I never saw it, but I guarantee it's there. <laughs> you probably didn't miss anything, sir. But uh, like, because I I heard that. But you... like that place, but they but the thing is that with that uh, with that city, everything closed at nine. Really? Okay. It what, still, just, because it it's the middle of nowhere, and even all the fast all the fast food places. Yeah. Still closed nine o'clock. That's funny. So it's like not right now. Then <laughs> everything closes at nine. Everything's just to go and carry out, and it's uh, everybody's asleep <laughs> by ten. And being in your house by eleven, you're arrested. But uh, yeah, so um, so it, it, you you lived with those guys, um, and then uh, I know at one point you roomed with somebody pretty famous from the uh, the documentary. Is that right? Yeah, Saf. Yeah, Saf. She goes and by. He goes I was by Saf. Over there, I was living. Yeah, I was living over there in that trailer with Danny and uh, I think her name was Nicole. Okay. Uh, I, believe her, I believe her name was Nicole. Um, she had drove a little red jeep. She was like I said, old biker chick, just run down as hell. But anyway, and um, I started to mean Saf. Uh, working, we were, me, Saf, and a lady named Bonnie. Bonnie's actually on the lawnmower in the picture I sent you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Okay, that's Bonnie. Bonnie was in charge of the back half of the park. Okay, so she had been there a while, probably. If you've ever been to the park, the park is divided in half. There's tigers and stuff up front, and a bunch of small mammals, and like birds, and stuff like that, and monkeys. In the back half is literally nothing but just tigers, and lions, and bigger stuff, livestock, stuff like that. Okay, that's where it opens up. Okay. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah, if, if you go there and you pay for the tour, then you can see the other half of the park. But if you don't, you just come there as a normal person, you only can see the front. Ah, uh, that's how. So, okay, so he gets the money from people wanting to see the Tigers, primarily. Well, wanting to get, get to see the back half. Okay, okay, well, that's well, where they, the Tigers are, right? That was in your head, like, okay, if there's half a park here, and I get to see this half for 10 bucks, yeah. or 15 bucks, and I can see the back half and everything for forty-five bucks. Right. And like, what do they got the back there? Tiger. Right. Absolutely. Well, the thing, yeah, I'm saying that's the thing. I need to look at all the stuff up front for fifteen bucks, or I can go to the back half, pay forty-five, see everything in this place, have a tour guide, right. have somebody like myself. I mean, tell you everything about every animal back there, and then at the same time, and then at the end of the tour, you get to play with a baby tiger. Oh, see, that's cool. So that's included with the tour is the whole uh, kitten, the kitten uh, stuff yeah, experience. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. There, we have a, there was a special room that we went into. We laid down baby blankets and put the, put them around the corners. I sit in the middle to where I keep the baby, like, quarantined away from them. He can still come up to them and, still, like, see them and, like, kind of touch them. But he doesn't get to, like, put his hands on them or, like, gnaw on them or stuff like that. Because I'm, I'm sorry to say, but even the tiger, at, you know, six weeks old, is still going to try to bite your fingers yeah absolutely well oh, and they're teething yeah. so they're trying to bite extra and they don't you know and when their baby's like that they don't know their power yeah just like with any baby they can bite the hell out of you and not know they're right. doing it i mean i mean your roommate well, staff learned we would have we would have tigers come in and do these tours for weeks 
because we didn't have any more babies born. And, and it wasn't like this place just pumped out babies constantly. It wasn't like that. And so if we didn't have a, another baby for, you know, 10 weeks, I had a 16-week-old tiger I was trying to give tours and, like, show people to. And this thing is, like, literally, like, gnawing my knuckles down to the bone. Right, because it's it's already too big to be controllable, really. Oh, absolutely, for sure. I mean, it I takes no time. I, like he kept he kept a male he kept a male tiger named Brutus on his front porch in his front area. Brutus was two hundred fifty to three hundred pounds. Jesus, easy. okay, that's huge. And and for me being one hundred and seventy five pounds, because I work all day and I'm sweating my butt off. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I get like a, I get a thirty minute lunch if we can go try to wolf down the as much food in a, I, I, I started <laughs> buying food. weight gainer shakes. Oh, really? Okay. When okay. I worked, oh, you, when I worked there, because literally you couldn't take enough calories to keep up with the amount of work you did there. Jesus. Yeah, well, like, was it true in the documentary that they're getting meat off of the trucks, like the, the old, like, Walmart meat and stuff that, that expires, or? Uh, okay. I can, I can tell you right there. Twice a week, we would go and we would pick up 55-gallon trash cans from Walmart, all in the local area. Mm-hmm. Uh, the meat that the meat that they pull off the trucks, and or the meat that they gave us that was in the trash can, like it's stuff that's coming like near expiration. Because Walmart, you, you, they can't leave it on the shelves if it's coming up to like, okay, say like it's the thir- tomorrow's going to be the thirtieth, right? And the stuff on the on the, and the stuff on the meat says the twenty eighth. They pull it. Wow. Okay. okay. Yeah. So well, they don't even want it right at the expiration. Yeah, I guess, I guess they have to be cautious. Yeah, they, don't, so. they don't want anybody buying something. They don't want anybody buying something close and like. I don't think I don't know if people really realize that at Walmart. If you've ever bought something at Walmart that was there at the expression date, like um, you weren't near the zoo. <laughs> huh. Huh. Oh yeah, okay. But, like that's really, that's really what they did. I didn't know and that. They would go around and, and it wasn't just like it wasn't just like 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 crap. It was everything from like steaks to pork chops to hamburger meat to chicken to full chickens to wow. all the chickens from the rotisseries that you guys okay that nobody eats. Okay, and the, so deli stuff um, like deli sliced meats yeah, too. All, yeah, all the lunch meat, all the lunch meat that nobody eats that goes away, it comes there. Um, so it's not great sun. It's, it's, so it's good food. Yeah, I mean, some, well, some of it is like, you know, like a day old, day or two old. And some but of it's full expired? Never, it, was never, it was never like old, old food. Okay, so like, it's not we full expired. Like, okay. Yeah, we never got in like green meat or like, stuff. It, again, there was nothing on the trucks besides the shrimp. Because they dumped, for some reason, they would dump the frozen shrimp. In these trash cans, and it would get warm. Oh, jeez! Oh, and then it just, uh, uh, and but, then it was just a. But they meat. also they know like, that this meat is there is planned for you know for waste, so they're not like they're not separating anything either. They're just throwing everything yeah, into yeah, a bucket. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. Exactly. That's not their job. It's not their job to separate it. Right. They're just taking everything that is meat or produce that they can throw in there and just chunk it in there. And okay. so what? That's what they would do twice a week. <clears throat> we would drive this big old truck around. And go to all these Walmarts and pick this stuff up and then come back. And me and John, Joe's husband. Oh, and John Finley, okay. Couple, yeah, and a couple other guys. It was, I know it's going to sound weird, but you had to be one of the topper guys to be in the truck. Okay, that was kind of the so top was, of the top of the ladder. Well, yeah, so it was me, it was John, and it was, we'd always, we'd always pull like one, one of the weirdos up there because there was a lot of guys there were, there were some people that can do that there that were just coming there because they had nowhere to go yeah well and they talk about in the documentary that uh, that you know Joe even says he likes to pull people from uh, what rehabs ex-prisoners 
And I guess you know you on the on you know, kind of fit that mold, being you know ex-military, and that you just you know you can live in the in the group <clears throat> setting and kind of deal with some shit, right? Well, yeah, I think it was more of that. I think it was <clears throat> it was for me. He he respected me and he gave me uh, he didn't bother me like he did other people because he knew that like I'm not like I'm saying, but I collect disability from the military. I collect I collect enough for my deployments where I don't have like I need to work, but I don't have to like you know, bust my butt. Right. You don't need to work 50 hours so a week. he knew whenever yeah. I was there that I wasn't there because I needed money. I wasn't there because I needed a place to live. I wasn't there because I was an ex-drug addict. Right. I was there because I wanted to take care of animals. That's, I thought this was... That's cool. You Yeah, you had options, it sounds like. Whereas a lot of right. these guys come and in and don't. And literally, he gave... And once they found that out about me, they gave me so much space and, like, literally didn't really bother me at all. Oh, that's probably good. That's yeah. probably good. I mean, do, do you have any animals now? Like, or any pets? Oh, uh, I have four dogs. I have a uh, reticulated python. I have a bearded dragon. I have a sulcata tortoise. Oh, I geez. have two other turtles. Okay. I, oh, wow. Yeah. That's, I, a, that's, I a, that's a loaded question. So, man. yeah, you left. You might have left the zoo, <laughs> but you brought it back home with you. <laughs> You're just missing yeah, bro, a tiger. I can't help it. If I'm not enough to do, I'm going to make my own, I guess. That's cool. That's cool. So yeah. You, yeah, so part of you joining in, you know, and working for Joe and sticking around was because obviously you, you care and love, you care about and love animals. Um, did you, right. during your time there, did you see any, you know, any maybe unnecessary, uh, you know, maybe abuse or not so nice treatment of the animals? Yeah, no, not really. And that's the thing. Like, like I said, like this all goes back, like I said, I, I, I lived in a trailer. I moved over there with Seth as like my new roommate. And then, to be honest with you guys, I didn't know that Seth was a girl for like the first month that I was there. I, I, I mean, I mean, because I mean, she's trying to be a boy or be identified as a man. Yeah, well, yeah, and that's, it's, that's her thing. Yeah, she, I mean, well, the thing, I mean, she's married, and well, at the time she was married, I don't know if it's still it's still the same way, but at the time she was married, and I mean, had a smoking hot wife. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky man, that's like, Seth. I'm not gonna. I'm not trying to bullshit or blow Seth up, but like, I'm just letting you know right now. Holy shit. Like, his old lady, or her old lady, whatever, I always called her he. I never thought of her as a, as a girl. That's cool. Well, that's, I think that's how, I've you know, always, he prefers always, it, so she that's perfect. Be a boy, she wanted to be a boy, she wanted to act like a boy, She wanted, and she worked, and she, like, everything like a man, so I treat her like that. Yeah, so, exactly, you know I mean? exactly. That's the reason I had no problem being a roommate with her, because, like, I wake up in the morning and, like, get dressed in front of her stuff, my underwear on, I never thought nothing of it. Nah, no, no need to, no need to. She's just one of the guys or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I'm going to yeah, let her, nothing I'm, like that, gonna, I didn't give a shit. It was just... You are cool. I, you're cool. I respect you. We, we're both bust our ass all day. Let's get this job done and just knock it out. Yeah, I, I want to be honest too. I think she was the coolest person to get interviewed in that whole documentary. I oh, agree. Yeah. Dude, she was. Dude, Seth is awesome. I, like me and Seth, like we were like. That's the reason like we connected so like quick at the park. Like we were because everybody like we like I said there was a lot of people who were weird and there were some fucking you know junkies and shit like that. And me and Seth were both the same perfect people. We came there because. We had a good life, but we wanted to do something towards, you know, towards this, towards helping the Tigers. Yeah, yeah. That's all it was. Exactly. I mean, and was that That's like... That's all it was. I did, mean, that was it. Was that like Joe, Joe Exotic's intention, too? Was it for the love of the Tigers, or was it to make a quick buck? Like, was it a money thing for him, or was it about the love of I the animals? I don't, ever, I don't ever think it was a money thing for him. I think that it was... I think whenever he first started out, he was literally trying to do nothing but just to try to take care of things and to bring, like, pride to his family and to freaking show his family that his brother meant that much to him. Yeah, because yeah. it was, yeah, it was for, I mean, got, GW you, you was you for his brother. The, the zoo is named after his brother, correct? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's the GW? That's what that signifies? Okay. Is that correct? 
Yeah, it's, it's Gerald Wayne. Okay. It's, it's, his, it's his brother. And I, yeah, I do remember vaguely, that was the first episode, I think. They go over that in the documentary. He definitely talks about that. And I remember he has a tattoo of his brother on his arm. Uh, so, yeah, definitely yeah. you know that there is some love there. And I, I feel like, if anything, you know, John asked, you know, did he do, did you think he did it for money or for the love of the animals? I feel like for, I, you're, I absolutely agree with you. I feel like, at first I thought he did it because of the love of animals. Now I'm thinking he did it, yeah, for more so to, you know, to give pride to his family, to his, his dead brother. And, uh, and, you know, have a career for himself. And I b- do believe he loved the animals. And I think, if anything, maybe he just kind of lost track of that along the way with all the other influence that's, that was coming in and out of the zoo. I, hey, you are right on track, my, my friend. I think exactly what happened. I think he, he initially started all this, like like I said, to, to take care of the animals, to try to save them, to try to make a life for them, to try to do something with his life. You know, something to bring pride to his family and to save these animals. And then somewhere along the way, he kind of got a little caught up in becoming this superstar that he was, he he'd become. Yeah, like an alter ego. And when he changed his name to Exotic, I mean, they, like took over. Understand there, there was there was this flaming homo in in the middle of fucking nowhere, Oklahoma, that was literally like a king, like a fucking like a like a magnificent superstar that nobody who had ever seen. Right. Yeah. I feel like it's easy to it be the weird. biggest fish I'm when you're in the you, smallest it, pond. It's a, it's a weird situation, man. And like, if you ever stood around and watched him give like one of his little speeches on like a Saturday or Sunday to the crowd, this this guy was a different character, man. Like he was, I mean, he is who he was. I mean, he, he, he didn't never try to hide it. Right. He never backtracked off of it. Um, so he was never ashamed of who he was. And so, I mean, that is, I mean, that's, Which to I, me, that's okay. I re, I'm, I'm fine with that, too. I respect it. He came right out. I mean, look at his campaign videos. I'm gay as shit. I have tried drugs. I will not cut my hair. <laughs> you know, the whole deal. Fucking Carol Baskin, that bitch in Florida. Okay, okay. Yeah, can we can we agree on this now? <laughs> Carol Baskin's probably, because we were talking about it in a little bit earlier. Carol Baskin probably killed her husband. Yes. Okay. He thinks so okay. too. I think that's the that's the general consensus everywhere. But yeah, yeah. I mean, and you, while you were there, he, I know Jeremiah had mentioned that uh, you know while he was there, he remembers Joe catching hell from Carol Baskin all the time, and Joe being pissed and hating Carol Baskin. Is that right? Yeah, I remember it all the time. I remember when all this. I remember when all this started to go down. Whenever they were talking about the lawsuit and this happened and blah blah blah, and she won all this money and how he hated her and blah blah. blah and he talked about her all the time. Oh wow! I mean, he didn't make it like a, he didn't make it like a daily thing. Right, but anytime something was anytime something was going wrong or something like that, he'd be like, "Well, this is well, it ain't gonna get no worse." I mean, fucking Carol, fucking Basson, come in here and fucking do this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, like, so why did everything? Why, why did you stop working at at the GW Zoo? Uh, I started. I stopped working there. Just, just to be honest, um, I, I had children. Okay. And okay. I, and, the, and the way that the zoo works is, you are there. It's it's fifteen hours a day. Or, you know, right around there, 12 to 15 hours a day for six days a week. Jesus. For 150 bucks a week. And, uh, yeah, and I'm, yeah. I'm not, I am. Man. Exact, I'm not lying. It is literally from six o'clock in the morning to anywhere from six to nine o'clock at night. There were sometimes even later than that. And that's, that's six days a week. And on your, on your day off, you don't get the day off. On your day off, you get in a freaking dually and you drive to local Walmart and still pick up extra produce that oh. we didn't, just between the week because we're uh, running low on this and running low on that. Right, you got to offset and feed. I'm sure they use the produce for like the monkeys and you know the, the those those animals that ate that. So stuff. it never really stops. Oh yeah, well that thing. Besides all the meat and everything like that, they were sending lunchables. Walmart sent lunchables like crazy, and monkeys, the chimpanzees and stuff like that. 
they love Capri Suns and Sunny Delight. <laughs> well, I mean, who doesn't? Am I right? Come I on, good right. taste, monkeys and chimpanzees. I hear they make a uh, mean uh, cracker sandwich as well with their fingers and thumbs. I mean, I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> that freaking, yeah, there's Oreos and little butterfingers go with them. I mean, you can't stop that, bro. They got okay. good taste. So you, uh, you had kids while you were working there. Did you do your kids were born then, or you already had the kids when you started? Oh no, 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 no! I had my children way, way, way before that. Okay, so you already had kids. So you're a father, and you you're having to live on site and work there six the days a week. Like, yeah, yeah, that's that was rough. The thing. Like I didn't realize I was going to be there for like that many hours and every single day. Right. And absolutely. had to live there and everything else. Like. I even asked, like, can I, I even asked him, like, can I bring my kids up to, like, stay the weekend or, like, maybe stay on my day off? No. Man, that's crazy. They would have loved it because of the animals and stuff, you know? That's, man. Right. Well, that's the thing. And he, he wouldn't, he wouldn't allow that. So Ugh. I was like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. And then there was, there was another incident. Um, Bonnie, who was the lady who I told you was in charge of the back area, who was, like, my mentor. Yeah. 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 Um, he, he jumped on her one day, like, didn't, like, jump on her, but he jumped her ass. And like was bitching at her because of this and this and this, and it was all stuff that we had no like no control over. And this guy was just being—he was being like eccentric as hell. And I was like, I'm not gonna keep dealing with this. And he did it for like about three weeks straight, and mm. just never left us alone. And we just constantly—he never said a thing to me. So over time, you just got—you got sick of it. Yeah, and, and yeah, I, even I, if I he wasn't doing it to you, I got sick of the way he treated that lady. Yeah, and I got sick—I of, got sick of some of the other stuff. I mean, it was just like. I know it sounds bad, but, like, you know the place took in rescue and, like, stuff like that. Yeah, and it, it was reported that he also had some, like, famous people's animals and stuff like this, just because he would have the space and the means to take care of it. Oh, yeah, I mean, he did take in some, he took in animals from, what do you mean, hold on a second, he took in famous people? Okay. Or, or did you no, say famous no, animals no, fa- from like, people? Yeah, famous people's animals, like, uh, for instance, I think they said, like, one of Michael Jackson's alligators or something? Yeah, like yeah. Sha- Shaquille Michael O'Neal's Jackson, tiger. Jackson, the alligator was there, and Michael Jackson's python was actually there and then died. And the skin is up in the gift shop, or oh. was. Wow. Okay, that's crazy. That is, I, so, I, I, um, I kind of want to go. So yeah, what was the what was the incident there with him taking in the animals? But it was like for, like we take in, I mean, he took in a lot of animals that were like um, owned by people who bought them and couldn't take care of them. Uh, rescues from circuses, rescues from zoos, because there's some of these like lower you know, like lower price zoos and stuff like that. Right, right. And we're taking, we're taking animals. And then when these animals get there and there's, they're literally, they're so, they're such in bad shape that there's only so much we can do. Yeah. You know, well, because it's, it, it's not, it's not, it's not a state funded zoo. Right. It's, it's funded by admittance or by the, you know, by people coming to the zoo. Yeah. Ticket sales. Absolutely. Exactly. And it, and right. it sometimes so, will make him look bad for taking in these animals that have already been abused or hurt. And it looks like that he was the one responsible for doing it. Yeah, because they, right. they get the there and like, they die, and then it's on him, right? Yeah, that's terrible. Right, and then and he the guy that looks bad, but the thing is, we took in these tigers not knowing that they were in this bad of shape because he was trying to do something nice. Right, right, he's trying and to help them. get there, and, and yeah, well, then when they get there, and these tigers are all fucked up, and we can't afford to spend $10,000 on vet bills because we're not funded by the state. Right, absolutely. And, you, and the, so the more you so spend on is, that, so the less you can spend on do? others. Right, absolutely. So... I'm saying, like, what is this guy supposed to do? This guy has no money. He's funded by people's ticket price, you know, by the tickets that come in the place. Like, right. it's just a mission. And now he has, you know, X amount of tigers on the park that all need thousand dollars worth of bills because he tried to help them, and then there's nothing he can do about it. Yeah, and he's already battling Carol while having to try to yeah, fix I mean, these yeah. tigers. I mean, that's another thing that people don't understand. Like, it's just, 
Like, they always think that, like, this guy just, oh, if he's not making me money, I'm going to kill it. No, it was never nothing like that. Like, we, I remember two. There were two that we took in that were right towards the front of my area, a male and a female. They both lived in the same enclosure, but in different houses. The male was there for almost two weeks, and he never came out of his house. Huh. Wow. Ever. Wow. Because he's probably I mean, on his last leg? Like, literally, well, the thing, well, the thing is, I can't get into the, I can't go into the enclosure and, and like, throw meat into his home. I have to worry about the other one coming out and, and attacking me. Right. Especially you going in with food. <laughs> right. Because it also, you don't know if this dog, you know, or you know if this tiger is freaking, is going to come out and maul me or she's going to, you know, what's she going to do? So I can't do that. That Absolutely. is so I terrifying. Can't put my, I, can't put my life, I can't put my life in jeopardy. Right. So I have to, like, I have to try to learn how to throw briskets. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There's a skill oh, I didn't think 20, you would need to have. Oh, I have to learn how to throw briskets over a 20-foot wall. And then make them onto the front porch of this little tiger house, <laughs> so that he could eat without leaving. That's great. Did you get? Did you get? Did you get accurate over time? Oh man, I was badass, bro. You don't even know. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I could, man. I could launch briskets, and I could launch. I could launch freaking uh, uh, like whole hands. Okay. Straight in the house, I could bounce him in the house. Oh, sweet! Right off the yeah, the bank pretty, is open. Yeah, I got pretty good at it. <laughs> nice. It, 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 it would have made me want to like invest or try to make a uh, like a slingshot, like a giant one, a meat sling, <laughs> to just catapult <laughs> them over. That's funny. Joe owns <laughs> several meat slings. Yeah, eventually he started having uh, he had the welders come in and start putting uh, meat shoots in. Wow. Okay. They were like these tubes. They were these tubes that went onto like a like a feeding pad next to the area. And you just had to come and lift the door and shove all that meat down this big down this big tube. Sweet. And it fell into a feeding tray that was there for the tigers. That way you'd have to actually get in there with them. That that's, way they knew kind of every day where their food was coming to. That's very, huh. very smart. So uh, so this is going to be like the million-dollar question. But when you were there, uh, you know, working and doing and living there, did you, like, of the, over the course of your years um, living, is that something that, was that a year that you enjoyed, or was that something that was uh, very difficult for you to do and you didn't necessarily enjoy it? Like, was it good or bad for you? Yeah, regrets? No, I, I loved it. I enjoyed it. You did? Yeah, I loved it. I That's loved cool. it. I loved working there. There's, there. Okay, if I just walk, can I walk you through my day? Like a normal day. Yeah, please. Okay, yeah, start from the beginning. Okay, I wake up in the morning, I'm in this little trailer, I get it, I'm in a bedroom with Seth. But we're laying in there with the air conditioner cranked all the way down to freaking like 50. And we're both freezing underneath a big old blanket. We wake up in the morning. Me and Seth, we, we get ready. We go in there. We grab a monster or a Red Bull, whatever. <laughs> we walk across the parking lot from our trailer up to the front porch of the zoo, up to where the gift shop is. And we stand out there and we smoke cigarettes and we drink our Red Bulls until they open the door. When they do, they give us a little speech. Hey, do this. You know, whatever. If something's important that day or something needs to be looked at that they have an eye on, like an animal that's been acting funny or something like that. And they give us a little speech, and we attempt, and we take off. I go right to the back with Bonnie and Saf, and we make baby bottles okay. for the baby bears. Oh, for the bears. We had, oh, we had baby bears at the time when I first started. Okay. And so we go in the back, and we make baby bottles for baby bears out of lamb's milk. And it takes about 10, 15 minutes to make all these bottles, because we have to make about a dozen of them. And then we walk up to the baby bears, and we open it, and you walk in there, and baby bears, I know it sounds really cute, they're not so cute. <laughs> okay, really? they do look cute. They, Especially when they crawl up your leg, oh. and like onto your shoulder with their claws, like it's not, it, it hurts, bro. Yeah, <laughs> it's probably like a, like a heavy-ass house cat 
climbing all the way up you with with way bigger yeah, claws. Yeah, but like a yeah, a big house cat. Yeah, no, yeah, no, no, no. So every morning we sit there and we feed baby bears. Every bear gets two bottles, and we do that to all the baby bears. Then once they're done, we freaking make sure they're okay. We look at them, we filter water, clean their poop, clean their cage, lock them up, put them back, and then we go. We get a lawnmower, attach it to a little pull behind trailer, and I and me and Seth load up a five hundred pound trash can full of meat. Okay. Wow. Okay. okay. All right. Okay. So so that already first thing in the morning you're already like you know, sweat and busting your ass. Yep, yep, right away. You, you so got claw marks all over can, you. And then we load up two can. other trash cans that are empty for, so we put poop and hay in them. Oof, okay, know? okay. And so we take off. And then we drive, we open the back gate, we drive to the back gate, we start watering, tr- you have to water the trees, you have to water the grass. Okay. And at the same time, like you have to divide these animals into their little catch pins and then get inside of it. And every pin has to have vertical lines up and down through that you run with the rake. If he walks by, if he walks by a pin, if Joe walks by a pin, and there's not vertical lines running through the entire pin through the gravel, he will, he freaks out. What? Really? So you have to like, yeah, leave okay. the rake marks perfectly. And then, but what if the animals get over there and walk all over it and fuck it up? That's odd. Well, he better see before they do that shit. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. So, okay. He, so he's particular okay. about it. All okay. Right. Okay. But like I said, you have to divide the animals up. Then you have to get in there and you have to scrape off their, their feeding tray or whatever they have that they feed on. Make sure it's antibacterialized, clean it off, spray it off. Their water bowls, you dump them. And a lot of times, you have to stick your hands inside the cages with the animals to dump them. That's the reason Saf is. Oh, is that what Saf was doing? Oh, no. And um, then you spray that out with bleach. Scrub it. Spray it out again. Dump it. Spray it again. Dump it. Then fill it with fresh water. And you have to do it to every single cage. And I had 96 lions and tigers. 13 wolves, two bobcats, two eight leopard cats, and then also livestock. Well, I do that every single day. Does it ever hit you? Like, what happened to Saf could have easily have happened to you? Oh, any day. Like, like you're, you're, day, you're filling the happen. water, and then okay. all of a sudden? Is it something you realized in the moment, or after you like you realize, after it happened to Saf, where you're like, oh, holy I, no, shit, I, that could have been me? I knew, right, I knew right from the bat, whenever I started doing the job, that this was something that if I didn't, if I showed up one day and I was... Not on top of my game, or I was 100%, I right. was going to get, something was going to happen. Well, I think it's, I find it odd that uh, in the documentary, you know, when they went over that, they, uh, you know, they definitely talked about it, showed a little bit of it, and then, uh, you know, they it, Joe Joe explained it as, uh, oh, she wasn't, uh, she wasn't following procedures correctly, which is why, you know, if no, she w- the procedures we have correct. set, and it's and now it's sounding like that no, was the that standard procedure total. that you guys did, was reach in and empty the bowls. <laughs> And, and yeah, yeah, yeah. And I bet that looks good for fucking TV. They're done it, Joe. Bullshit, son of a bitch. I'm telling you right now that we, <laughs> we were told to stick our arms in there and fucking dump them water bowls and scrub them because there's some cages up in the front that don't have a catch cage. Right, the, right. The tigers live in the same cage the entire time. So how do you think those bowls get cleaned? That's what I'm, it's the same problem as you can't walk in with <laughs> the food because you get you, you you could be attacked at any moment, right? Man, that's, that's funny because I was curious what was going on, how she lost her hand, and then you know uh, he did, it was just explained away as uh, she was not following procedure. No, she lost her hand doing exactly what she was told to do. She had a jacket on. She was jerked her hand out of there. It got caught on the freaking fence, oh. and that split second is all that it takes. Absolutely, and that's all it ever and that's all it ever took for one of them things to grab your freaking arm or your hand or whatever and just rip it off. That that is crazy. You, you have to realize this is a six hundred, seven hundred cat yeah it's, it's not a dog i mean if it was a dog you'd probably be okay 
Yeah, you might be you might be screwed up, but it's not going to take your arm you. off. Right. It's going to reach up with claws that are this, that are you know three times the size as big as your hand on with two of them. Right. And try to rip your arm off, and it, trust me, bro, it's coming off. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, totally. To- it's, it's visible in the documentary. That's for not sure. anything that I could have ever have done. I could not work and do that sort of thing at all. That would be hey. nerve wracking. Oh, and and I. Scary, I but thing is, man, I, I, I loved it. I loved working with animals because I knew that if I was there, I, okay, this is just the way that I thought, and maybe this is just me, but like I thought it, as, as long as I was there, I knew that every day they were going to get fed, they were going to get watered, they were going to be clean, they were going to have a, a good life as long as I was taking care of them. See, and that's that's a I absolutely I completely understand that way of thinking. You also feel guilty when it comes time when you do go to leave because you're like, well, I hope that you know the next guy or girl yeah, is taking care right, of well, these things that you've now grown to love probably, and you're hoping that well, you know that they're taking care as well. Leaving is that whenever I knew when I left, I was like, well, who's going to take care of this guy? Wow. Because there was a few animals there on the park that I got really close to. Like there was a bobcat in the back park. Okay. That nobody ever sees. None of the tours ever see him. Nobody sees this guy. He was there. He'd been turned over. Somebody had bought him as a pet, and he got it. And this guy got a new girlfriend. The girlfriend didn't like the bobcat. Yeah, bobcat's so a hard pet to have. Yeah, for sure. It's probably well, better off with Joe. The, the thing is, you can walk into a cage with a bobcat, and I could go up on his bed or like in his little like his. He had like a little uh, deck area up on the side of his cage so we could bask in the sun. Yeah. I would get up there and lay down, and he would come and lay on my belly. Oh, wow. And we would lay up there. I would would rub on him and, like, feed him and, like, take care of this guy, like, every day. I'd spend at least 20 minutes in his cage every day playing with his bobcat. Man, that's definitely something you grow to be attached to, just like any house pet, man, for sure. Yeah, Yeah. it's stuff like that. Well, then, like, people know, it's like the camel. The camel, they have one camel there. His name is Cletus. Okay. Cletus was, he was, he's a male. He was a young male whenever I first got there. He was about a year old, and I heard stories. There was a time that actually Joe got in the pen with him, and he pinned camel. Okay, I don't know if you guys know anything about camels, but camels, their breastplate is extremely thick and hard. Okay, I did not know that's that. How they, that. That's how they actually fight. They actually use their breastplate to like push down on the other camel and, and crush it. Wow, okay. Wow, I did not okay. know that was the well, risky area of a camel. But, yeah, but well, I mean, besides biting and, and kicking and everything, that's sure. another weapon they have. But anyway, this guy got Joe up in the corner and crushed Joe in the corner and broke three of his ribs and his collarbone. Holy no, shit. No, no. See, you don't hear that story. You know, we saw Yikes. the little footage that they had of the, the tiger trying oh, yeah. to uh, grab we're his foot. Gonna, yeah, they're, they're not going to... I'm not going to tell you that. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, well, I I bet that there was footage because they were saying that, like, the the entire, like, footage room got burned down. Yeah, the alligator house with all their documentary footage in it. And a a part of me wonders. This this was way before that happened. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I wonder what was on the footage that was originally in the warehouse that either warranted it getting burned down or, like, what was on there that they could have been possibly afraid of. Yeah, I, who, I mean, yeah, they were, yeah. I don't know. Maybe cutting corners, or you know, they did report that there was a lot of drug use going on. Did you see a lot of that, Jeremiah? And that's that's something else I don't understand, man. I really hear a bunch of this drug use thing. I okay, I realize that John he looks like a meth head because he's missing like right near every tooth in his head. Oh, uh, absolutely right. I get why where and, that and, could be understandable. Okay, and that and because of the fact that if anybody's ever watched any of Joe stuff, he, he's eccentric as hell. I mean, this guy acts like he's going 120 miles an hour all the time. Yeah, right? he's very wired. But the thing is, he's just like that. Right. That's just his personality. And I think that I, I, I think that people got the misconception that all this drug use is going on. I'm saying right now, I, every baby animal was kept inside Joe's home. 
Okay. They were kept either inside. They were kept either inside the girl that ran the snack bar in her room. She slept in the house. They were kept in either her room or in Joe's room. Okay. And I, I used to have to go in their rooms every single day to get babies out of there, take on tours, and like show into my you know into the tour. I told you showing the baby tiger and stuff. Right. And I never saw. I never smelled. I mean, nothing like that. There was. I feel like, yeah, you would have known if meth was being used that heavily, you know, at your, at your time there, I mean, especially yeah, if you go in that close quarters. No that, I mean. Right, right. Well, so maybe that's something that's spun up for the documentary, or maybe it's something that, you know, maybe took hold after you were after your time there, man. I'm, I'm glad you missed maybe, out on maybe, that, though. Yeah, yeah I, I, can't, I, I cannot say what happened after I left there. It may have, had something, it may have something to go with that. But, he, but they talk about, like, how he lured all, he lured all these, like, young boys. And yeah. Stuff. He lured yeah. them in, like. He lured him in telling them that they were going to be a manager of a tiger park. Right. Right. Not And then he tried to, and then, he, and then I guarantee he went down there in the house and they drank and they freaking hung out. And then when they found out in order to, have to be the manager, that they were him to be, you know, butt plugged. Right. Uh, right. Yeah. They were, some, some of them were cool with it. Some of them weren't. Right. Some of them, yeah, maybe were just more willing to do that so that they could have the status at the park and, you know what I mean? And be, not, and be one of the top dogs, yeah. so to speak. Top tigers. Yeah, yeah, Even I mean, if they were about him. To me, that's more than what all it was than anything. I, I never saw, I never I never smelled, I never, there was, as far as I'm concerned, there wasn't drug use. Okay, yeah. that's, that's good to hear. When you were, um, when you were, just on my part. Yeah, when you were watching the documentary, what was your biggest takeaway from it? Like, was there something that they weren't including, or was there, like, an, uh, an opinion that you had that stood out to you, or anything that you saw from it? My thing is that they just kind of make him seem to be like this, I don't know, like, he was just, like, he was, like, this money-hungry guy whenever he wasn't. Okay, he wasn't there so. like that. I mean, it yeah. was, it, I mean, okay, whenever I was there, while I, while I was there, they came in and they repoed two of his cars. Wow, okay, and this is before the documentary even started, right. So, and yeah. so he wasn't, they came in, they came, that was before he was making big money. Cars because, because we, it was either the cars or the pay the water bill at the park. And he paid the water yeah. bill, and so they came and took his cars. Right, right. Oh, wow. That's I mean. So there's a misconception about his greed for money. I mean, because he never seemed like he's somebody who had a lot of money to like flaunt around anyway. He never. No, the thing he never really he never flaunted his money. I mean, he, there was never there was none, there was never any money to flaunt. Yeah, see, that makes I mean, sense. They made it seem in the documentary I mean, like he was taking loans and and getting help from his family at every turn, especially there towards the end. With the uh, the drop off in tickets and the raise in lawsuit fees and stuff. I mean, he may. I mean, he may ask his money for family. I can't. I can't deny or forget. Right. You right. Know, yeah. You weren't doing the book. No. Right. But it, but as far as anything else, like, I, I, okay, I, I know for a fact that there were times that he sold babies. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, and a little he, baby they now. talk about that in the in the documentary. He's holding the tiger, and he goes, "That's five thousand yeah, dollars right I, there." I, yeah, I know because I know because they were there. They were born there. And then me and Bonnie, who are the people that are in charge of taking care of them, they're not there the next morning. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, and that's Jeez. probably to offset income. Um, and to that to that end, did you uh, did you have any interaction? Did you ever meet Doc Antle? Who? That the the big guy that was in the uh, in the documentary. He was like from. He's a South Carolina zoo guy, and he's crazy. He's riding elephants and no, shit. No, no, I never met that fucking guy. Okay, yeah, I didn't know if he, had, he was coming over to the park or what. You know, because I knew him nah. and Joe knew each other, but I didn't know yeah, if, he had, if he was nah. around. He had like three he, wives. He, he, yeah, something like these are the hot chicks that wear like little spandex stuff and shit like that. <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Like sixteen yeah. years old or something. A bunch, of, a bunch of cool he cats and kittens. Has, and he also guy has like that the world's biggest liger, but fake. Oh, is that what it is? Is it fake? 
Well, have you ever looked at him? Have you, have you guys ever seen the, the picture of the one he has? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, they show it in the doc, I think. It's fucking giant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's huge. But he, you notice how he has no mane? He's a male. He has no mane. Right. Right, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, male, males, whenever you neuter them, they lose their mane. Their mane is only from testosterone. Ah, okay. I didn't know that. And, and that's the reason that big old damn animal he has is that damn big because he neutered it. And he has no testosterone, so what? just as a guy, I mean, we all kind of know, if you neuter a guy, what happens? Or if you neuter a dog, what happens? Yeah, absolutely. It calms yeah. down. It gets, usually gains weight. Absolutely. Pretty yep. docile, yeah. It's big as hell, which is what he has. Ah, okay. But the thing is with Joe, Joe has the only one, has the second biggest one in the world, who is not neutered. Uh, you know what? Oh, okay. see, I'm so glad we can have somebody the, on. To that, call that shit out. That knows this stuff. Yeah, just like in little stuff like that. That's crazy. That's really yeah, cool to Yeah, call know. that out. I love yeah. it. Joe still has, Joe has the second biggest one in the world because he's not neutered. And I guarantee you, his name is Levi. And I guarantee you, I have watched Levi pick up a half a horse. I'm not lying. A half a horse. Pick <laughs> up in his mouth and run off. <laughs> wow. No. Oh, boy. Probably a hell of a snack for that guy. Because the... Because the one that other guy has is all fat. The one that Joe has is nothing but a big pile of muscle. Yeah, the one like he I, looks like he looks like the equivalent of like a lion who was bred with like a pit bull. Wow. Like he's just fucking mean and big as hell, dude. He's yeah. huge. Like stocky. Uh, yeah. Oh wow, that's but, insane. But he's aggressive. Like he is not. He is not to be effed with. I um I, I love it, man, and I love that you were able like you're able to share with us some of the uh, the yeah. time that you had spent at the at the zoo. It seems like you got a big experience in a short amount of time there. It sounds like it's really oh it, it was really great, cool. man. I mean, between that and some of the like like I like me with no zoological experience, I was actually there to give a um, a C-section to a to a female lion. Oh man, and you what? probably you That's probably crazy. learned more there than you probably would have anywhere else. Yeah, like. Oh, definitely. I mean, and that's a thing, but, but the thing is, none of it transfers over to real time. So if I apply to, like, you know, a local zoo, right. they right. don't see that as any type of experience. No, you still that's haven't true. been to school, so they don't care about the hands-on. They want you to have the schooling, which is kind of, I don't know. You're a military guy. You probably understand. Like, doing it firsthand is the best way to fucking learn anything. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, I'd go in there freaking six months and do these people's jobs better than they could, but probably. at the same time, it's just, <laughs> yeah. at the same time, it's, but they have a four-year degree from some online college, so that makes them uh, absolutely. More they, person, and I guess. man, it's so fucked up because they get paid way more than one hundred and fifty dollars, and they don't have to eat truck meat. Mm-hmm. Fucking yeah. unfair. <laughs> yeah, for real. Life sucks. But, hey, man, they're on the road that truck meat. Man, don't be hating on that truck meat. <laughs> no, no, no. So that is kind of a true thing. I, we, you got to know how to cook it. Up. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. When, we, when, when they bring in, when they would bring in all that, that every like I said, twice a week that truck would come in with all those trash cans on it, like thirteen to twenty something like that. Jesus. We would sit up there in the truck and, and like separate it, put all those, you know, the tires, the stuff the tires could eat and eat and something, right. and all the bad stuff onto another trash can and just throw it away, because they would send us a bunch of stuff that, the tires can eat shrimp, they can't have, like, imitation crab meat, right, they right. can't have, <laughs> you know, so, like, it's so we have to separate it, but if, but if you see, like, you know, a six-pack of T-bones come in, and they're still within, like, one day of being expired, right, and, and they're, they're, they're in the wrapper, they're tiger. not touching any other meat, I don't, yeah, what does a tiger want with a fucking T-bone? They don't even know what they're yeah. getting, you know? Tiger, yeah. you can, we don't have we don't have a we don't have a freaking barbecue. You can have the brisket, and you can have a twenty pound brisket. I'm gonna take these couple t bones and let's just call it a day, okay? Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a nice trade off. Bartering with them, yeah, damn right. <laughs> well, the thing is, like every every bag that we gave, every bag that you give every single tiger, every animal in the park is twenty pounds. Okay, so they get twenty every, pounds of meat every, at a time. 
every they get twenty pounds of meat a day. A day, okay. Every single day they get twenty pounds of meat, and that twenty pounds of meat is mixed between hamburger meat, steaks, pork chops, um, um, ground turkey, a brisket, um, ham, like big hams. Okay. Um, ri- racks of ribs. Jesus. Okay. No. Oh, like sides of ribs. I mean, yeah. no, but nobody on that park was eating. Was eating shitty, bro. Hey, hey. Okay, that's good. That's good to know. No, but, but I wanted to ask too because I saw when I was doing research about uh, about you and just doing a little bit of background information, I saw that you were selling your GW Zoo hat. Why? Uh, what, like, why are you selling it? Uh, I just well, the thing is, uh, I work in the oil field. Oh, is that what you do now? And, yeah, I'm in the oil field company now. So if I don't know if you guys are really on track with how the oil field's going. Um, but it's really horrible. Okay, that's why gas is cheaper than ever. Makes okay, sense. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, and, and you, you know, every time you see cheap gas, that means my life sucks. <laughs> all right, all right. So it's the I'm opposite of to, us. Gotcha. <laughs> sorry to hear that. <laughs> so that's basically what happened. I mean, I've been our hours got cut at work, and uh, all this GW stuff kind of started happening. I was like, well, I don't use any of this stuff. So, dude, jump on like, it well, while you can. Well, Damn right. I feel like well, you can get it at well, a premium now. So do it. Well, I'm not trying to like make a lot of money off of it. I have a. Uh, Actually, I got a snake about six months ago from somebody who was getting rid of it. They didn't know how to take care of it. It was a college student. Okay. Okay. And the, the, the snake right now is about seven and a half foot. Jesus. But he's going to get about 20. Okay. Was oh, a python? Shit. I'm guessing and, that's when you reticulated? I would, well, my thing was when I, when I got this phone call about the snake, I wasn't prepared for it. So I bought the nicest tank I could for the size I thought he was going to be. They sent me pictures, and I thought this was going to fit in this tank. So I bought a tank that was uh, that online runs for five hundred bucks. I found it for one hundred fifty. Okay, good deal. So I bought it. So I bought it, and they show up with the snake, and the snake, this picture they sent me was the snake of the, as a baby. Okay, really, really smart on not, their part. Yeah, not as a big guy, and I got it my first time ever seeing him. He was seven foot long. Jeez. See, you got finagled. Yeah, <laughs> that's how they get you. Yeah. Buyer beware. And so, <laughs> well, my thing is, I've got to move this guy into a bigger tank, and basically, I was just trying to raise money for the tank. That's all I was doing by selling that hat. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> no, do it, man. I like that's that you're, it I mean, it's only fitting that you're selling a GW Zoo hat so that you can take care of another animal. That's, honestly, that's I mean, very that's noble. Big, uh, well, I mean, I'm not trying to, like, make any, like, side money off of it so, like, we can go party or anything right, like that. Right. Like, I'm just trying to take care of the stuff I have, and it that's helps cool. with, it helps with you know, extra funding that I have. Cause, I mean, my old lady is pretty good about the fact that I moved in. We moved, we got together about four years ago. Okay. She, she's pretty good with the fact that whenever I moved in, she had two dogs, and that was it. And now we have four dogs, and <laughs> snake, and a lizard, and a turtle, and two other turtles, and she just... Ooh, see, wh- where's the Love Lady Zoo opening up? Yeah, when, when's, when's that, that happening? happening, right? So, well, my thing is, like, I can't really ask her to be like, hey, can... You know, hey, I need, I need you to like loan me two hundred bucks. No, she's not gonna do it. It's just not gonna happen. No, 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 that's fine. Hey, well, that, that's so, like, fine. Just, no, Make that's ends meet where you I can. I actually, I actually have another guy who's coming to this week. Um, I have one of my uniforms that I wore. I was there, and I know if you guys know this or not, but a lot of a, lo- a lot of the local farmers come and drop off cattle and horses when they are sick or something like that. Yeah, Is and we and. And we shoot them, and we butcher them at their zoo. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Oh, you butcher them for them, and then uh, what do you feed? You feed the animals, or? Yeah, we cut them up, feed them the animals. Okay, like, okay. I'm, like I literally at, at seven o'clock in the morning would be handed a hatchet <laughs> and a big knife, and we walk out to a fence line, and there'd be a horse there. Oh. He'd walk up, Joe would walk up with a four ten shotgun, shoot him in the back of the head, 
Somebody and has to do it. Well, see, and and see, and that's that's a, that's a, it's funny you bring that up. And I we were gonna wrap it up, but I'll quickly I'll come with I got one more question for you. Then now that you brought that up in the documentary, they go over the whole. Uh, you see, when they dig up his property, they find the five tiger skeletons buried, and uh, so that they were like, oh, he killed these tigers and he buried them. And his defense was, you know, he euthanized them because they were old or sick or for whatever reason they needed to be put down. So uh, that was my question. Do you, you know, you knowing Joe and having been there, was that a common practice? Is that how he would put animals down? would be to shoot them um and then also would he just bury them on his you know right there behind his house like that is that normal practices no i i never saw that while i was there when i was there we had um, I, somewhere during this conversation remember me telling you about the two tigers that we got in that were really messed up and mailed never came out of his house yeah yeah, yeah absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah okay those two whenever they were whenever they finally we finally called the vet we called the vet the vet came in and tranquilized both of them okay and, and we pulled them out of their houses, and the male was literally so skinny, you could see every bone on his body. Uh, wow. Like, he had, like he wasn't eating the whole time he was in there. The female, her feet, I don't know if you guys know this, but whenever they, um, when they declaw tigers, they cut the first joint of their toe off. Oh, really? They have to completely cut off a piece of the toe? I didn't no, know I didn't, that. I, yeah, no, I yeah. had no idea. Like, look, like, look at your knuckles right now, and just imagine your first, your first piece of your knuckle where, your, where like, your fingernail is. Yeah, with your nail on it. Yeah, Oof. cut that off. No, I'm okay. Uh, nope. Yeah, yeah I'm oh, good. Yeah, yeah, not really cool. But a lot of cheap people. That's the way that they. That's the way that they declaw tigers. Okay. And that's the way this female was. She couldn't walk. She <sighs> was so gimped up from trying to walk, so she wouldn't. She couldn't walk around. Like she was messed up. Man, somebody... we tranquilized both those tigers. They pulled them out. We looked at them. The vet came in. So she, the vet even said, "There's nothing I can do." She's like, they're both so bad. She's like, there's nothing we can do. Yeah. And they trained and they, and they gave them both a shot. The male was already pretty much done. Right, right. They gave him a shot and he was done quick. They gave the female the shot and she stuck her head up and she laid down and stuck her head up against the fence. And I laid next to that tiger, rubbing her head while she died the entire time crying. And they had to pull me out of that cage and, pull, and take me off and tell me to go away. <sighs> Oh, oh my God. that's heartbreaking, man. But it was man. totally humane, and the, so that definitely wasn't it was, a normal yeah, thing. It was humane, and then once they were done, they loaded them up, and I don't know where they do with them after that. That's right, not right. my job. Right, absolutely. That's not that's not my position. I, they drive them down the road, and or you know, if they drive down the country, I don't know what to do with them. I never, ever, am I, I'm, I'm being a hundred percent serious. I never, in one time, did I see an animal get shot, get buried, or anything even remotely close to that. At that place. No, and I don't think that that's what Joe was trying to do either. I think he had uh, pretty pure intentions for the most part. I want to believe that too. Outside of that bitch Carol Baskin. That bitch Carol Baskin right here in our state of Florida. <laughs> but uh, I would say this, you know, I feel like, you know, he, John mentioned that. Go ahead. I think a lot of stuff got blown out of proportion, and I think a lot of stuff made him look like he was somebody that maybe he was a little more. I mean, he was a very centric person, and we all, I mean, even I know that from firsthand, but, but I'm saying at the same time, it made him look more than what he was. A lot of it just seemed exaggerated. Yeah, uh, it kicked yeah, up a bit. So it, it kind of exaggerated. I mean, you just, okay, honestly, it all comes down to you had a flaming homo in Oklahoma trying to run a little park. He got sued by some lady in Florida who tried to fucking take all his money. Whenever he didn't, whenever he didn't have the money, she agreed to come up and take half of his tigers. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah. So what was she really after, right? Exactly. The whole time, what's her real yeah. motivation? She clearly she wants tigers. tigers. That's well, more husbands she, she can get rid of. Well, the thing is, she wanted to be able to come in and pick out whatever tiger she wanted. Right. So who do you think she was going to take? She was going to take all the breeding pairs, all the ones that she knew made babies. 
She's going to take the lager. She's going to take all the exotic stuff that he has. That he's the only con- person in the country that has these mixed breed, you know, animals. Yeah, right. and, right. and and, and God, for, God forbid she take the malnourished ones that don't look so well. Right, she's not taking those. Well, that, well, that and like that, you got you guys. Okay, there's Joe actually had a love liger that was uh, documented. It was the closest thing on the on the planet that we had today to a saber tooth tiger, as far as DNA and gene wise. No shit. As far as as far as color, pattern, size, everything. This guy was amazing. He didn't look like a tiger. He didn't look like a lion. He looked like something that you've never seen before. That's wild. That is awesome. A saber-toothed tiger. Yeah, I pretty love much. That. Yeah, due to crossbreeding and stuff. Man, that's 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 wild, man. Well, we appreciate you coming like, on and sharing these stories, dude. It sounds like your time there was really, really awesome, dude. Uh, and like, I'm glad you got that experience. It was amazing. It was, it was glad you shared it. Yeah. Okay, well. Like said, if you would have paid a little bit more and let me have an apartment, I'd probably still be there. Damn. No way, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, uh yeah. well, well not now because everything happened, but you know. <laughs> yeah, it'd be right. it'd be over and done with now. <laughs> no, he's got a few things to sort out first. Um but okay, right. so uh <laughs> Jeremiah, we appreciate you coming on, taking some time to talk about uh, you know, your experience over at the GW Zoo and um, you know, seriously, I I mean I know it's a little bit of inconvenience for to just talk to some strangers in Orlando, but Yeah, but yeah, man, that's cool. And it would like like I told you when we were setting this up, I will gladly take care of a shirt for you, man. That's the least we could do to have you repping some funny to informing in Oklahoma. Yeah, that's cool, man. Like I said, I just want to give you guys kind of experience. Like, like I said, I, I knew exactly what happened there. If there's any other things you guys want to know, like I said, I, I was there. I saw everything firsthand. I, I lived a life, man. So, but yeah, a couple of shirts would just be cool. That way I can just have something whenever I fall back, you know, here in, you know, 10 years. Be like, oh, look, this one time I was on the Absolutely, radio. absolutely, man. And we'll never forget it either, man. We'll definitely stay in touch. We're buddies on Facebook now, so we'll definitely keep in touch. If I ever make it over to Oklahoma, man, I'll look you up. Awesome. This was great. <laughs> All right, man. Well, you guys definitely do, okay? Uh, I will right. do, buddy. Same thing. When you get over here to Florida, I know you got, you know, I know we have a mutual friend out this way. And, uh, you know, definitely come come see us, man. Look us up, and we'll uh, we'll buy you a hey, beer. Hey, man, I got, I got five years till I'm there, bro. As soon as, my grad, as soon as my kids graduate high school, I'm out of Oklahoma. I hate this weather. All right. Come <laughs> on, man. It's beautiful outside today. Come join us. All right, <laughs> All right Jeremiah. Thanks, right, man. Hey, no problem, you guys. Take care. Later, right, buddy. Bye. Bye. Wow. Well, that was Jeremiah Lovelady. Wow, what a candid interview. That I was, told uh, you that guy's a good talker, bro. I was like, <laughs> just let's just guide him down the path, and he'll tell his stories, and he sure as hell did. Yeah, I mean, and it seemed like, none of it seemed like a lie. No, definitely seems true. Yeah. I felt like, uh, just in him, he didn't say this, but I feel like inside him, he watched that documentary like the rest of us, but he has firsthand knowledge, so he's like sitting there being like, you know, that's like if we had worked there, and then we saw this documentary, we want to be like, no, 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 that's not true, and yes, 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 that is true, and you know what I mean? Like, you have things inside you you want to... You want to speak to? Yeah, and sometimes that can be real frustrating. But um, no, and I'm glad uh, I'm glad we got what we got because I mean I wasn't sure if it was going to happen. It was cool. We were, yeah. So uh, shout out to Rocky. He helped us, you know, do a little bit of pre-show on this stuff, and he was hanging out the whole time. You, I, you have a thought, Rock? Well, I just you know I was basically uh, in the background the whole time. Didn't say a thing. I want. I think you guys did a great job, but also I just want to say something about that guy. He seemed really genuine. Okay. I th- um, I took it as such too. I I, I think uh, he had a great story to tell, um, and I'm glad that you guys got that kind of out there because that dude could have been, th- you know, that could have gone anywhere, 
And right. I think that guy, he really opened up to you, Chris. I think he did a great job, like, um, you know, seeking out your answers. John, he couldn't hear you for the first hour, it seemed like. <laughs> he wasn't acknowledging you at all. It's cool. As, as long as he was, one of us was getting stuff out. John and John have been there many times. The whole time John was trying to poke in questions, and then Jeremiah didn't hear him and was talking. I kept thinking, huh, that's been me a well, thousand no, times. No, and that's the thing with, with this phone shit. It's kind of hard with the, with the delay and trying to figure out, you know, when my sentence ends like, and when, when do we shut up? When does he talk? Do mm-hmm. I don't talk over he, you and so and vice versa? It's hard. You guys did a great job, and honestly, that dude, uh, he was really kind of popping off there for a little bit. I loved I it. Know. I thought, see, sometimes when we're doing these and the guys run on like that, I'll be like, at the time, I'm like, okay, come on, hurry up, like, let's get it no. on. But then I listen back and I go, no, we should let these people talk. So Rocky did write one note in the middle of that, and he brought it up and showed it to both John and I, and he said, this is this is gold, let him talk. And I was like, boom, confirmed. That's all I needed to know. As long let as- him, well, because I, I, I heard you guys every once in a while trying to interject or yeah. move it along, which is exactly what normally you would need to do with anybody else. Right. You would have to go, all right, let's kind of, can we get this back on the rails right, or whatever? Let's talk about this. This dude, I didn't, and it's not my show, but this guy was, you can edit it out later. Whatever you don't need. This dude was yeah, popping off. Yeah. This dude was really going going off. Telling and, truths. And Chris, I, apparently he couldn't hear John, but he, he was uh he was answering your questions in a way that I thought he was like he was he was really elaborating. Yeah. It was really it was a great it was yeah. a great yeah. interview. Telling definite truths and behind the scene, you know that I love the stuff about the bowl, Saf's hand getting uh-huh. eaten off and how Joe said that's not the you're not supposed to do that and he's like even if you're not supposed to that's the way they told us to fucking yeah. do it every and, day. And whether he can hear me or you know whether we're interjecting or he just does it himself as long as we get the information yeah. that I'm looking for that that that's was everything I wanted. It came out. That was it perfect. wasn't that he couldn't hear you. He was so excited to talk. Absolutely. <laughs> he was. I loved it though. I did too. We don't have I mean, to it had it nothing to do with you because you were speaking at a perfect volume he was excited to talk and i'm glad that he did it and was perfect I, yeah. I i don't think it could have turned out really too much better maybe i'm happy with if, it if we would have spent another two because I, I could have went all day with that i got but pretty that's much why i was I like to. let him go absolutely him go. until the batteries run out let's yeah. just do it shout out to rocky for you know helping out shout out to no, shout out to bt that. so many listeners BT. first and foremost bt we love you buddy uh you know, bt he, that hooked us he, up with he this helps interview. a lot of uh, of podcasts and, and radio shows here he in, in orlando and he helped another one today yeah he's he also hilarious him damn self. yeah he's a crazy person who we could ask actually interview about his time in the military or anything really he was there the day and that he could, you went crazy well that we yeah, went crazy uh, theme, theme parkour <laughs> hardcore theme parkour yeah he was there that day yeah. but um yeah the, shout out to bt and all the other listeners that shot questions into the group um yeah we definitely pretty much used all of them i was reading over them most of the questions were about uh the the alligator enclosure getting uh getting burned down and what was his thoughts on that he wasn't there then so he couldn't specifically ask yeah. that you know obviously he was very clear about i wasn't there then so i can't tell you anything about it he elaborated he on some way cooler stuff anyways. absolutely he, he, he went on and on about what he could that's what i'm saying and when it comes to stuff like the tiger king and that story specifically there's so much to go off of it's like I, i'm glad we talked about the more important things first for you know, sure and, and it's i like that he didn't fake um, trying to know more about this or that, and he was quite honest with. Because honestly, you always look like an idiot if you try to do that. And he, and he did a great job of going. You know what? Hey, that's not my business, and I don't know. But I have something right. But I do know to this. Offer. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. Well, I thought he did a great job in that. He was um, cool with that. All he cared about. Back. All he cared about was the animals. That that's where his mind. Most, was. That's cool. Most he didn't of care. these. Most of these uh, guys. Else. Most of these guys, I truly believe, are more worried about the animals than the. 
bullshit. Yeah, absolutely. And, and this guy seemed like one of those guys. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I wasn't talking during that whole thing, but if you are listening back, I thought that was great. And um, and and honestly, I mean, thanks, man. I, I was I was great kind to have of in real the, time, kind of in the background, and I and I was feedback. I was listening and um, way to stand back. And let this dude, yeah, let him go. Tell his story. I'm glad you gave me that note because sometimes because you can cut edit it. out the stuff that yeah, doesn't right. need to be there. If he says things and, we don't need or want, and cut it out. you've now you've got plenty to work with. Why yeah, not? No, I, I think he was great. You guys did a great job. I'm gonna cool, I'm man. gonna sign off. All right, I love it. Hey, that was uh, that's Rocky Soka from What's the Fuss podcast. I produced that show. It's available now on Apple and Google Podcasts. So uh, just recently though, um, but yeah, check it out. It's terrible. Find out why it's so bad. <laughs> Listen for yourself. Yeah, <laughs> and um, holy I'm, shit. I'm, John. Rocky's the best ever. He just he just brought us sandwiches, dude. What is this? Yeah, dude, that, that's this our awesome. that's our cue to, to That's our cue to wrap it up, absolutely. Yeah, I'm starving, dude. But uh yeah, if you would like a shirt so that you can rock it where you're at, like Jeremiah in Oklahoma is going to do, you can find those at the decaljunkie.com and you can find all of our extra content at patreon.com slash FTI. Yeah, and uh, we hope that you guys enjoyed that interview. We hope that you guys enjoy listening as much as we enjoy chatting and shooting the shit. You can laugh with us or at us. It does not matter. And Cole Men, tip your Tiger King. <laughs> She was a rich woman, she had rich taste, she felt the blood running through her veins. She liked the life she had, she loved her big cats and the beauty of being untamed. Well, everything was fine, just as sweet as wine, but her husband went but then it got a little crazy, it got a little hazy, and the cops said there's something wrong here. Oh, here, kitty, kitty, oh, mama's got some treats for you.
No bones, no remains, but that won't change the fact that Dawn sure ain't coming back. But you can't prosecute, there's just no use, there's nothing left but tiger trap. Oh, here kitty, kitty Mama's got some treats for you Oh, here kitty, kitty Well, you can't find this taste in the zoo 